2: Your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay.
0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Command Zone. Featuring your host, Jimmy Wong, myself. Yo,
1: yo, yo, I'm Josh Lee
0: Kwai. We are going into part two of Conspiracy. Uh, So we've explained what Conspiracy is. We've talked about the format and how it's great and all this other stuff. If you didn't listen to
1: last episode, probably a good idea to go back and uh, check it out because we're uh, sort of starting halfway through here. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We're just going to continue where we
0: left off last time. So now we are going into Black. All right. Cool. So let's hop into it. Altar's Reap. It's one in the Black Instant as an additional cost to cast Altar's Reap. Sacrifice a creature. Draw two cards.
1: This card always surprises me because it's it's always playable because mm-hmm. you and just, it's an instant speed as well. Yeah, and you're never really going to go through a game where none of your creatures die, and if you do, you win that game anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, and you just sacrifice a creature that's going to die anyway.
0: Yeah, you could do it after someone blocks before a combat damage is assigned, or somebody's um,
1: going to you know use and remove a spell on your thing anyway. You know, you fizzle their thing, you get two cards. Yeah, yeah, it's or if you have tokens, there's a lot of ways to use this. It's it's not every deck, but.
0: C minus? Yeah, I'll give it a C minus. Uh, I think there are better ways to draw in black. One card that we're going to come up on called Skeletal Scrying, I think it's yeah. a much better option. Um, but yeah, I, I, drawing two cards is nice. And as long as you can use it to not actually have to sacrifice a creature you want to use, then.
1: And black has a lot of cards. If you have all those cards that want creatures in the graveyard, you might actually, right. you know, that creature in the graveyard might act- not actually be losing a card technically because yeah. of the way you can use it. So, um, Okay, the next card is Assassinate. It is a sorcery for tuna black. It says destroy target tapped creature. Nice. So I guess the Royal Assassin showed up and and destroyed this guy. Yeah,
0: at sorcery speed for for one time. Uh,
1: Listen, it's slightly clunky. But it's removal. It's going to get what you want like 95% of the time. Yeah, and
0: it's going to take care of something. The good
1: thing is in multiplayer, like in 1v1, this usually means you had to take one hit from the thing. Mm -hmm. But in multiplayer, it sometimes means like some other player
0: took the hit from the thing. So Yeah, uh, and you can use that to your advantage. Like, hey, look what I did for you. Yeah, exactly. But really, you're doing it for yourself. (laughs) Removal is is strong. Uh, I'm going to give it a B minus. Yeah, I'll give it a a C plus. Okay, It's just a strong card. I like it. Removal is really important. Um, next up Bite of the Black Rose it's a sorcery for three and a black uh, it's definitely Marchesa's hands in here she is yeah. the Black Rose uh, Will of the Council starting with you each player votes for Sickness or Psychosis if Sickness gets more votes creatures your opponent's control get minus two minus two until end of turn if Psychosis gets more votes or the vote is tied each opponent discards two cards Ouch! This is a rough one. Yeah. This says hello counters, goodbye counters. Yeah.
1: This kills all the count, all the tokens. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, no one wants to discard cards ever. Yeah. You know. So both of these things are pretty mean uh, for your opponents.
1: I think though. Yeah. I'm I'm of two minds about this card because yeah. it doesn't actually. It has to something that does this much damage to everybody. It needs to put you in command of the game, and I don't know if it does. Like it doesn't kill the big right. creatures if they do the negative two thing. And if they don't want to do that because they have so many creatures, they discard two cards, and then everyone's just going to come at you.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think the ideal time to have this is in you draw it second, third turn, and you can play it as soon as you get it. You don't want to play this when bigger creatures are out on the board because then you just piss everyone else off.
1: Yeah, exactly. Once bigger creatures are out, it doesn't do enough damage. Yeah. It just you know. um, there are If you have such... Grudge Keeper or, or yeah. Brago's Representative and some other stuff, then in the vote deck maybe it's good. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I could say any vote cards are great in the vote deck. Um, I personally actually like this card. I'd give it a C. Um, I know yeah. you don't like it as much. No, but... no
1: I'm going to give it a D. Mm. This is our biggest. Um, yeah,
0: it's the biggest differential so biggest far. Biggest differential. You no, know, I'm giving it an A. By the Black Rose.
1: It's
0: <laughs> the best card in the set. <laughs> yeah, you hear rare. I don't want that you. was sarcasm for yeah, the right. sarcastically
1: impaired. <laughs> All right, the next uh, card is oh, it's the Black's version of the Rare Cyclers. Yeah. Um, or the rare cycle, sorry, not a cycler. Uh, it's called Drakestown Forgotten. It's uh, four and a black, five mana, for a zombie, a zero zero zombie. So you know it's going to get some counters. It says it enters the battlefield with X11 counters on it, where X is the number of creature cards in all graveyards. Okay. Um, okay, maybe. And then uh, for. Two and a black. You can remove a 1-1 one, one counter from, from Drake's Town Forgotten, and target creature gets negative 1, negative 1 until end of turn. Wow, that seems expensive.
0: Yeah, it's very expensive. I'm not a big fan of this card at it's all. It's better than the blue one. It's better than the blue one, but at the same time, it's, it's like, okay, what can you rely on in a five-player game, right? You can rely that players are going to play creatures. Mm-hmm. You can rely that players are going to... You know, maybe cast instances or sorceries, but for the most part, you're gonna know that creatures are gonna be on the board, which is why the white version of this is the best. Yeah, creatures uh, will die, but creatures will die, but if they're all tokens, then Drake's Time Forgotten is True. forgetting about. And not as
1: many are gonna die as are on the board. And by the time there's so many dead that this matters, it's yeah. gonna be really late. You know, you know, like the white one can come down and be a sixteen sixteen on turn five. Mm-hmm. This one would never be that on turn five. You know, you'd have to wait until turn ten or eleven for it to be that big.
0: Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's you, interesting.
1: I, my guess is, you if you play on turn five, you know you're lucky if it's a five five. Mm-hmm. There's probably not five cards in a graveyard by then. Uh, things just don't move that fast in multiplayer. So yeah. you're waiting until turn eight or nine to play it, and even then, it's a five mana.
0: Yeah, six I, six if you're lucky. I would be much happier just to play something that you know at an earlier turn and and not be in a poopy position. What
1: about its um its its ability? The negative giving something negative one negative one for taking a counter off it.
0: You know I think it's it's limited in its usage. It's expensive. Um, it's expensive, you know, you can kill counters maybe. Uh, You can for dude, can- six kill something for two. That's a two, two.
1: Yeah, it costs you six mana to kill a two, two.
0: Yeah, and not too many creatures outside of like that, you know, that bird that comes, the crook claw that has a three, one. You know, like that, that could be the best thing you could potentially kill maybe with this guy. But in general, I just, I, I don't want to spend that mana for something like this. And it I, makes your dude smaller, right? You know, for Buy of the Black Rose for four, I could potentially give everything minus two, minus two instead of three and removing a counter to get minus one, minus one. Yeah, this card's like, not very good. I don't like this card. i give, I give it a D minus. Oh wow! You don't yeah. even think it's playable. I, every time I get this card in the pack, I immediately t- just stop looking at it.
1: I think it's still better than a lot of like C minus cards. Uh,
0: I just don't like it at all. I, I just just nothing I mean, about the, it makes me like, happy. You know, it
1: can still be like a five mana six six or something like that's it's true. That's at, at the least end of playable. the day, that, that is yeah. playable. But uh, well, okay, the last two we've been pretty far apart. I'm gonna give it a
0: C okay which is i, I don't I, think it's I, good
1: i just think you can play it
0: yeah at the end of the day if you do get him five man out for a six six then cool yeah you know um next up oh yeah actually one funny thing someone on reddit noted that if you look at drakestown forgotten the art for it and then you look at the uh, ghost council uh they are potentially the people on the card
1: oh wow this is when they oh they died here they're the Drake. Oh. this
0: could be the Drake's Town Forgotten. this is their execution or something potentially yeah so they're saying like this guy yeah oh yeah it does look guy. like that um it could be a stretch spoiler alert i know right Uh, i think it's kind of cool though (laughs) that Um, is cool so you never know that's anyway next all that wizards of the coast yeah i know right those wizards i love finding art little things like that because there's always little fun things and everything that's cool all right grudge keeper it's a uh, creature zombie wizard for one in the black it's a two one and whenever players finish voting each opponent who voted for a choice you didn't vote for loses two life
1: okay you combo this with brago's representative which says you can you get an additional vote, but Mm -hmm. you don't have to vote for the same things. So then you vote for both sides of any vote and and everybody's going to take two life no matter how they vote. Yeah. If you have two grudge creepers out and every time you vote, everyone's taking four Four damage. damage, I mean, that's... that's that's really brutal
0: yeah and, and this is I like this card a lot because it does a minimal amount of damage to everyone across the board so it doesn't universally piss anyone off because two damage at the beginning of the game is okay doing this three or four times people are gonna angry at you but at that point you're at 20 life and everyone else is at 12 you know so that's really powerful because you can actually slowly reduce everyone else around you while keeping yourself above and I think that's how you win multiplayer games
1: I think also like this is one of the few cards that has a potential if you have two or god forbid three of them mm-hmm. if you can just hold them in your hand and you play them out and do something oh, yeah. before they can they can really respond you can do a, a lot of damage to everybody
0: yeah. imagine if you got this with a conspiracy card that makes them cost one less
1: yeah oh exactly and you just go boom 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 call a couple of votes and all of a sudden like yeah. they're just toast Um, I mean that's a lot of that's a big combo right. like you know it's not gonna happen all the time I think Grudge Keeper is better than it looks it gets picked a little lower yeah than-
0: I would still give it like a C minus just because yeah. it's a 2-1 I poopy. think so too yeah Um and it's conditional. But but in the white black voting deck, this obviously is a better card. This is almost a C plus card. If
1: you have a lot of voting cards, I mean it can add up pretty fast. Yeah, exactly. I mean you are you have to be careful. It's 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 a fine balance because you are gonna make everybody mad at you. So at -hmm. a certain point, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um ill gotten gains is the next card. It's four mana, that's two and two black for a sorcery. Exile ill gotten gains. Each player discards his or her hand. Then returns up to three cards from his or her graveyard to his or her hand. This is one of those cards that if you had a bunch of looters, I'm blowing
0: a raspberry right now. I don't like it.
1: Yeah, it's it's a rare. I wish it was uncommon.
0: I wish it was uncommon too.
1: If it was uncommon, you could build around it and maybe get two of them and a bunch of looters, and mm-hmm. then you could
0: just—I mean, that could be really powerful, right? Because you could constantly be bringing back the right cards that you've been. Yeah, and you're putting them.
1: You're, you're sort of saving them in your graveyard, and then you're making everybody else. Thing is everyone's going to hate you as soon as you do this. Nobody oh, yeah. likes having no cards in hands. Like It's just going to make them so mad that they may come after you just out of spite.
0: Yeah, and imagine if you did this for someone that didn't have any cards in their graveyard. They had like two cards, and they were forced to return those. Yeah. And, you know. and it's
1: turn four if you do it, so a lot of times they're not going to. Yeah. Yeah, I, I. it's just hard to build around it when it's a rare and there's only one, and you don't know if, I don't know. I, I, I wish it was an uncommon. As it is, yeah. I just think it's really hard to play. Every once in a while you may get the right, confluence of events sort of come together and and you can play it yeah
0: but i don't again i just don't want to rely on it i'll give it a d minus uh
1: d minus is good yeah
0: next up infectious horror uh actually kind of similar to grudge keeper in a little bit it's a three and a black for a two two and whenever infectious horror attacks each opponent loses two life now I think this it is it doesn't even have to connect it doesn't even have to connect and I think this is uh, similar to Grudge Keeper and it's good that you can reduce everyone's life at the same time it's bad in that no one likes you you just don't make any friends yeah um, this because attacking true. happens much more often than voting right
1: yeah and it's scary because I can't do a lot about it because you can attack somebody that's not me and I mm-hmm. still take the damage that just yeah also it's a 4 mana 2-2 I mean if it was a little bit more efficient maybe
0: yeah I think if you're going to draft this card, you want to draft it with everything else in black that does similar things so that it's a combo of, of things that are, that's killing everyone, not just one thing that's just dinging everyone and making everyone ha- unhappy. I feel like that you know? deck
1: is just going to... There's no way you you win in the end. You might take out a couple players, yeah. but like everyone's going to come at you because you're just yep. hurting everybody.
0: Yep, I haven't seen that one Yeah. yet.
1: <laughs> I'm going to give it a D.
0: Yeah, I'll give it a D too. Okay.
1: The next card is Liliana's Spectre. It's uh, three mana. That's one and two black for a 2-1 flyer. I, is this the only flyer in black? It's, it might be, might be the no, only. Uh, imp, yes. Non-rare, I mean. Yeah,
0: yeah. Outside when
1: Liliana's of... Spectre enters the battlefield, each opponent discards a card.
0: I like it. I think that's cool. It's not too huge of an effect where people will hate you. It's also a flying 2-1. Yeah, three um, mana
1: for a 2-1 flying, We already, I already think is like a C-level card. Yeah, yeah. Especially I, in I, black where you don't have a lot of answers
0: to flyers. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is a solid C. I'll put this in my decks if I'm playing black. For I, agree. Sure.
1: I agree. I see it as a C.
0: Yeah. All right. Next up, we got a rare Magus of the Mirror. Four and two blacks, so six total for a human wizard. That's a four-two. Uh, you can tap it to sacrifice him and exchange life totals with target opponent. Activate this ability only during your upkeep.
1: This is a weird one
0: yeah it's a weird one it's I think it's this is hard to evaluate it's hard to evaluate because I, again it's too conditional you know I'd love to because when first I first saw this like outside of that last line I was like oh cool what if you could do this at haste speed you know and put yeah. them in and then do it and sweet but you have to wait a full term it's before it be happens even if it was haste yeah. people know it's going to happen if, if, if it's going to it's going to pop like that and so
1: and then it's just a life gain card which we don't like
0: yeah exactly I
1: mean also black is the color that does damage to all your opponents at once so all of a sudden you're doing a bunch of damage to everybody and then you want to change life with them
0: (laughs) yeah it it it, it seems to not make much sense in that regard Um, this is an
1: edh card maybe
0: an edh card maybe if you could yeah i could see this having some weird crazy combos with it but in this format especially with 20 life i'd rather just kill them instead of finding ways to not die you could
1: probably do all those cards that like hurt yourself Mm -hmm. and then you know switch life total with them so you're not doing it to get their life total you're doing it to give them your life give them your life total right yeah this
0: is um you know maybe if you do draw a lot of hate Magus in the mirror could to you know pull you out of it but again you just don't want to put yourself in that position to begin with Um,
1: i give it a i'm giving it a d plus
0: yeah i'll give it a d okay um i think even at the four two it's just it's two it can be four two by... for
1: six it's crappy there too like, yeah, why didn't be... they just make it like a make it a four five
0: yeah make it something that can you don't necessarily need to use it you could just use it as a blocker yeah, or exactly attacker, right yeah
1: okay um next is the more banshee it is five mana that's three and two black for a four four spirit but it doesn't have flying shouldn't all spirits have flying anyway no it's
0: a banshee yeah you know, it's, no. it's, it uh, maybe fly. maybe it has floating <laughs> it, just, has, it just hovers around the battlefield it's
1: now officially a four four with floating <laughs> that's good um it has morbid when more more crut banshee enters the battlefield if a creature died this turn target creature gets negative four negative four until end of turn
0: I think that's pretty great. Uh,
1: yeah, that's what... 187 creature right there. Kills another creature when it comes in. I mean, Boosh. with the caveat that you have to... Another creature has to have died that turn, but mm-hmm. you're in black. You can pull that off. Yeah. Quicksand maybe, or...
0: Even you just know. attacking. You yeah, know. just
1: attack. They have to chump block with something. That happens a lot. Yeah. Especially if somebody's got like a squirrel's nest and you just... Run in there and then I like, blocked block with my squirrel. Sweet, yeah. now I use my worker Rancy. Like that right? happens a lot too. Yeah, I
0: love I love tricking people into playing into your morbid because yeah. you're just like, um, all right, uh, swing for two, I guess, and they're like, yeah, I'll block with this, and you're like, oh, <laughs> sucker, sucker. This is actually
1: with the glimmer point stag could be pretty awesome, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And and you're gonna black white vote it, voting deck is a deck, right? You so, could do it
0: twice in one turn. Yeah, with you that. Could just
1: boom boom. I mean, that's yeah. brutal. Uh, It'd be
0: could too, if you're trying to go against something that's a six six, you do two damage to it, right? That damage lasts till end of turn, correct? True. So you could just use a marker bench to take out yep. something even bigger, yep. you know? Yeah. Uh, so tricking people into it's always nice uh and if you can't then you just get a five for a four four so that's not which bad. is good especially yeah, in it's black good. yeah exactly and it has floating mm-hmm. so that's awesome <laughs> um i give it a b yeah i'll give it a b maybe even a b plus uh depending on on what i draft but i think with blink abilities and stuff yeah i really like that i, I like that a lot because then you're re- it's like that's awesome minus yeah. four minus four you get a, a lot point. of value if you can flicker it yeah totally uh next up we got necromantic thirst uh, it's two and two blacks, so four total for an enchantment aura. Enchant creature. Whenever enchanted creature deals combat damage to a player, you may return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Uh, conditional, it,
1: uh, super conditional to me. Yeah. First of all, you have to connect. You have to connect with it. So you have to deal yeah. damage to a player,
0: and that's always uh, then a you have down. to
1: have creatures in your graveyard to get back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you have to do this at least twice. To break even when that creature eventually dies that you put it on? Yeah. Dude, that's just asking a
0: lot. It is. And, it's, and it costs four. So by yeah. the fourth turn, I guarantee you they're going to have something to more blockers. Block, and yeah. they know that you have Necromantic Thirst on it, so they're not going to let the damage go through.
1: Yeah. You, the best you can um, do is put it on your three drop and right. then swing. And maybe you get through with it once. Do you have anything dead at that point to even get back? Yeah. If it exactly. drew you a card, then it's way better.
0: Right. But it's still anytime I see you doing combat damage to a player and not a creature, that it's it automatically takes it down a notch in my yeah. book because it just it's so much more conditional. And people won't let that happen. Unless you have a way to make something unblockable. But then that's there's another card to add onto a combo that it maybe is not great. Maybe if you just return to the battlefield, sure, then you want to pull it off. But yeah. put it in your hand. You yeah, if it we went to it the again. battlefield,
1: that'd be different. I, I still yeah. think it'd be not great, but yeah. nah, as it is, I'm never playing this card. This is an F.
0: Yeah, I'll give it a D minus. Okay. Essentially an F. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the next is Phage the Untouchable.
0: Ah, reprint.
1: She is seven mana. That's three and four black. Legendary. Legendary creature, avatar minion. She's a four-four. When Phage the Untouchable enters the battlefield, if you didn't cast it from your hand, you lose the game.
0: Ugh. Whenever,
1: <laughs> don't do that. Whenever Phage deals combat damage to a creature, destroy that creature. It can't be regenerated. That's... Uh, Death touch with no regeneration, yeah, I guess. that's nice. Whenever Phage deals combat damage to a player, that player
0: loses the game. Wow, that's that's some strong words, loses the game. We're always looking for those cards that say, I win the game. Uh, Phage is one of those. This is scary with a couple of cards, uh, the Protection for Creatures card,
1: mm-hmm. the uh, Traveler's Cloak, which yep. gives it you know whatever walk. Yeah. The um there's there's one we'll talk about later in multicolor that just makes something unblockable. Yeah. There's the dude that m- makes warriors and cowards and she's like mm-hmm. there's ways to make her unblockable and then give her flying instantly <laughs> kill somebody that's pretty mean it's very mean she also dissuades attacking because she's got death touch so at the yeah. very least she's she'll gonna trade it. for something or a lot of things she'll just kill and not you know she won't die
0: yeah she helps trigger morbid because uh, when she does attack people have to block yeah you know
1: having said that in order to really do anything with her you need to combo or with something. Yeah. By herself, she's only a 4-4 creature, which is, 4-4 creatures are not impossible impossible deal with, yeah. especially when they cost seven mana. So she doesn't just come down and like, you win the game. She does warp the game so everyone has to worry about her. Yeah. But, and also, because it's multiplayer, even if you manage to pull off one of your combos, you still need at least a couple of turns, even if you connect every time you swing with her because it's like, oh, well, I'll kill you. Then I'll kill you. you yeah. Then I'll kill you. And it's like, they've just, you know, the last guy had four turns to try and deal with her Yeah, and. You know hopefully found an answer or yeah you know so not mm- to mention
0: there are certain ways i don't know if it's possible in this set to get her cast into the battlefield not from your hand and true
1: on accident
0: on accident yeah and someone can do something to you that maybe you know like there there are ways to that she will wreck your life and so yeah. you don't want that ever yeah
1: so uh all that said she's okay i don't think she's awesome i'll yeah. give her a i'm gonna give her a b
0: yeah i'll give her a b minus just because she costs so much yeah uh, and she doesn't have you know she requires too many other pieces to put together to make it work
1: yeah, she is super expensive.
0: Yeah. Next up, Plagued Risalka, which is a uh, one black creature. Just costs one. Sorry, not not one and a black, just one black. This is another um, spirit that doesn't have... This is another yeah. spirit with floating. This guy is more like lurking. He's got lurking. <laughs> he's just hanging out in a bog. <laughs> he's not uh, floating. <laughs> yeah, he's a one-one, and he has an ability where you can pay one black to sacrifice a creature, and then target creature gets minus one, minus one till end of turn. Um, ugh, The only reason I see this is good is because of Morbid. Yeah. And, I think
1: uh, there are some, like how many creatures you have in your graveyard type stuff that matter in black. Right. Yeah, it's still like a kind of crappy one drop.
0: Yeah, I'd give it a D plus. I'm
1: with you, D plus. Yeah. Okay, the next card is Quag Vampires. It's one black for a 1-1 vampire rogue. It has multi-kicker for one and a black. So, and it has swamp walk and um, it enters with an additional 1-1 one, one counter each time it was kicked. So for right. 3 man it's a 2-2. Two, 5-mana, two. it's a 3-3, three, three, blah, blah, blah. Yeah,
0: it's like the Enclave Elite for blue. Yeah, um, and it has
1: Swamp Walk, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly the Enclave Elite.
0: I think it costs one less, though. I think Enclave Elite costs one yeah,
1: and Yeah, but an Enclave Elite is 2-2, two, two, and yeah. it's a 1-1. One, one. So okay. slightly worse, I'd say. Yeah. Because uh, one ones are typically, like, not worth playing. So unless you can kick it.
0: Yeah. I honestly wouldn't play this uh, unless I am really starved for low-cost low creatures.
1: I think Kicker makes it okay, but yeah, it's, it's pretty... Yeah, you're right. Like, I would be, have to be pretty desperate to play it.
0: Yeah, so I'll, I'll, give, it a, uh, I'll give it a D+. I'm going
1: to give it a C-. Nice. All
0: right, next up, we got one of my favorite cards, which is a Reckless Spite. It's an instant, Ooh, yeah. and it's one and two black, so three total. Uh, destroy two target non-black creatures, you lose five life. Um, don't pretty let the sweet. yeah don't let the don't let the lose five life dissuade you too much uh, because killing two non black creatures for three mana is pretty good.
1: Yeah, although it's still a fourth of your life. There's mm-hmm. going to be times where you draw it later in the game and you, it'll kill you to play it. Right, right. So just because we're not in EDH where you have forty life. Yeah,
0: and, uh, and you have to kill two target non black creatures too. So if there's Three creatures out and two of them are black. You can't technically cast this. Oh, that's true. That's so, a good
1: point. So there are some downsides.
0: Yeah, but uh, but I still think this is a really strong card. Yeah. I um, think so especially in the one on one situation where maybe they're attacking with their biggest guy and it's a Palaka Worm. I keep saying Palaka Worm, but it's just my favorite. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, and that's something that you want to kill.
0: <laughs> yeah, you want to kill it, and, and so having a removal is nice. And you don't need to wait for it to be tapped. It's an instant speed. It's true. Um, instant. It makes it a lot more powerful. So I'd give this a, a B minus.
1: I give it a B minus. Also, nice. Oh, here's a cool one. Reign of the Pit. It's six mana. That's four and two black for a sorcery. It says, each player sacrifices a creature. Put an XX black demon creature token with flying onto the battlefield, where X is the total power of the creatures sacrificed this way. This card is... It can be crazy. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it be like a you know six mana, nine, nine flyer. hmm uh, And you get
0: flying. That's, yeah. that's really the big one.
1: Yeah. Everyone else loses a creature
0: including yourself
1: including yourself and you get like a huge flyer
0: right the thing so, is you can sacrifice a big creature too you know yeah. y- you don't have to necessarily sacrifice something small you could have something big that you want to get rid of that you know you can make it bigger because yeah. everyone else could yeah. kill a 1-1 thing or whatever but yeah. you could kill a 5-5 and get a huge not everyone's going to have one ones out I mean the yeah, token exactly. deck
1: will but some you know the, you're going to get like let's say there's 4 players in there if everybody averages out about 2, two power you can 8-8 f- yeah 8-8 flyer for 6 Whew. Yeah, that, it's pretty bonkers. I, this is one of those cards that you have to know how many people are playing in your pod before you start. Because if mm-hmm. you're only going to be in a pod with three people, it, it, it gets less powerful. I yeah. think it's still playable, but it's not like it's not crazy at that point. Yeah,
0: turn six though, I want to cast this. Yeah, there's no reason I shouldn't because that, it, this is the kind of card that can and, end the game for someone. Mm-hmm. It, it just kills straight them. Um, I'll give it a B plus.
1: I am right there with you, B plus.
0: Nice, skeletal scrying. I like this guy a lot. Um, it's X and black. Uh, As an additional cost to cast Skeletal Scrying, exile X cards from your graveyard, you draw X cards and you lose X life um i like this a lot because it's, late, an it's an instant late game you want to be able to draw cards yep. uh and losing x life for like four cards four life for four cards i'll do that totally any worth day. It. yeah um and oftentimes these cards in your graveyard you don't want them there because if someone's like hey this guy gets so-and-so power for all the instants and sorcery cards in people's graveyards and you know he's gonna play it you're like all right i'm just gonna make sure i clear my graveyards of some of these cards that help other people um you know, losing life isn't too hot, but drawing cards is ultimately very important, especially late game when you will have a lot of cards in your library. Yeah, or and you graveyard. can choose;
1: you don't have to draw seventeen. You don't have to draw as many as there are in your graveyard, so you can just sort of take whatever you want. Yeah, card draw is super important. Yeah, um, C plus for me.
0: C plus. I give this a B. All right. I like this guy a lot, uh, just because I've used him now in a couple of games and and it's helped me out a bunch.
1: Okay, the next card is Smallpox. It's two black. Uh, sorry, black black. For a sorcery, each player loses one life, discards a card, sacrifices a creature, and then sacrifices a land. Oh,
0: God. Wow. Smallpox has never been worse. I thought yeah. we cured smallpox. Jeez, evidently, we did not. Yeah, no kidding.
1: Um, It's a persistent strain. Yeah. Uh, wow.
0: Eh.
1: I'm not sure how you get strategic advantage from this. Yeah.
0: Um, You're doing it yourself. That's you have thing.
1: to do it to yourself, yeah, which I guess because you can get your creatures back. And you can get cards back from your graveyard, so two of those things are not so bad for you. I don't know. Maybe there's a deck out there that wants it. It's hard for me to see right now. I'm uh, gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a D plus.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna give it a D plus too. Um, it can be useful, but I mean, like we've said, this comes out, you're gonna die. No one's gonna <laughs> be like, oh, thanks you yeah, for doing gonna, that. Let's kill that. Like, guy. okay, cool. Who am I gonna swing at first? Probably you. <laughs> for making me sacrifice a land. That's the big one. Killing yeah. lands off is never a fun thing to do. Uh, stronghold Discipline. Sorcery, two and two blacks, so four total. Each player loses one life for each creature he or she controls. Uh, this is goodbye counters. Um, you don't want to have a counter deck against this card. Yeah,
1: token deck. Yeah, that's... Uh, or tokens. Ouch. Quite, yeah, Yeah, it's... In the right deck, I think it's strong. Like a Silent Arbiter deck, Mm -hmm. it's going to slow the game down. Everyone's going to play out all other threats. They can't attack with very many, and then all of a sudden, you play like one or two of these. You can really like, you can, and you can kill multiple players in one turn. This is one of those few cards in the set that like, yeah, out of nowhere, sort of can take games. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I think there's a deck for it. I think in general, like Lava Axe type effects are, are tough, but when they hit every player, if you craft your deck right you can use it i think it's not for every deck though
0: yeah so i'd give i give this a uh a c minus maybe a d plus actually because it's so it, it's conditional it's as far conditional, as what kind yeah. of type of
1: deck yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go d plus normally but c minus if you have like a, a sort of controly yeah uh silent arbiter type deck yeah
0: because you definitely don't want to have a lot of creatures out and then pop this guy off yeah you know but at the same time this does a lot of damage across the board if it's late game Um, so whether or not you play it in turn four or wait until turn eight or whatever could make a big difference. Uh,
1: the next card is Siphon Soul. It's, uh, two and a black for a sorcery. Siphon Soul deals two damage to each other player. You gain life equal to the damage dealt this way. So if there's four people, you'll deal two damage to each. That's six and you'll get six life. I kind of like it. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, I think with some of the conspiracy cards, this can be you can really turn this into like something that's
0: sort of broken right you can um, cast it twice yeah you can you draw a card it. when you do it yeah you
1: can make it cost one less mana um that's a long it's a long way to go yeah. and you're making everybody mad when you do that but you're gaining life life games not great i don't know i'm gonna give it a c minus i think it's not totally unusable but it's not awesome
0: yeah i'll give it a C. Uh, I think it's it's good to use early game if there's no dethrone on the board you know and people aren't going to be coming after you anyway uh, and again black de- is
1: the color that's just sort of dealing damage to everybody yeah. indiscriminately so yeah. you know it's just another way to do that could be and
0: you do gain six life if there's three other players which you you're
1: going to need to do because they're all going to turn towards you next yeah
0: exactly um Tragic Slip is our next card. It's a reprint. It's one of my favorite cards of all time. It's one black for an instant. Target creature gets minus one, minus one until end of turn, unless Morbid Triggers, which that creature gets minus 13, minus 13 <laughs> until end of turn, instead of a creature died this turn. Uh, you will be Tragic Slipping at instant speed all the time.
1: Yeah. Somebody blocks, chump blocks, and then all of a sudden you kill something else just yeah, because exactly. died that turn.
0: And In instant speed. That's really the most important part about this card. Uh, I give it a B plus.
1: Yeah, I'm going to give it a... B, just because it's slightly conditional it's still awesome
0: yeah true that
1: uh, next is Twisted Abomination it's uh, 5 and a black for a 5-3 zombie mutant it reads uh, tap 1 black and you can regenerate Twisted Abomination it also has swamp cycling for 2 so for 2 you can discard the card and go find a swamp and put it in your hand yeah um, I think uh, this is playable it's not exciting but regeneration is good in multiplayer games just because being able to block forever is good
0: yeah um, I think the regeneration is by far the best part cuz yeah. you know it's a it's, it's a chump blocker and it will die so you have to regenerate it but you can also swing for five.
1: Yeah, yeah, true. And yeah, exactly. You don't have to worry if they block it. Um I'm going to give it a C-. Yeah,
0: I'll give it a C. I I'd play this. It's definitely one of the six drop creatures I'd play in the black deck sure. if I had black. Uh Typhoid Rats, another one of my favorite cards. Uh <laughs> it's just one black for a creature rat. It's a 1/1 one, one death touch.
1: I think these this cards actually really good in multiplayer because in multiplayer like you don't want to attack somebody mm-hmm. and 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 you kill one of their cards and they kill one of yours because yeah, like exactly. it's just like a removal spell where you're at card parity with them but, but you're at card disadvantage to everyone else. You know, you want to attack somebody when it's profitable where they basically have no blocks that where you lose anything. Mm-hmm. You know that happens a lot. So a lot of times like Typhoid rats out And they could attack you and get through some damage, but they don't want to lose their biggest creature. Yeah. So they just don't attack you.
0: Yeah, and not to mention Typhoid Rats. Just Death Touch is so amazing how a 1-1 one, one rat with death touch will stop everyone from attacking you for yeah, a couple of turns it'll make
1: everybody scared of you yeah
0: and, and not to mention there is a combo with this and another red card where you can tap the rats to do one damage or something sure, you boom. turn it
1: into a tim except for it has yeah. death touch so just start offing everybody yeah yeah
0: which is pretty awesome when your little rats are just biting the biggest creature on the board taking them out um all i'm gonna give this guy a c plus
1: i give him a solid c
0: yeah i think he's just great include yeah i know, think
1: you would rarely cut him yeah you just... in, in, unless you build something that was sort of aggressive I guess which is mm-hmm. doesn't look like black wants to do yeah
0: you don't want to be aggressive in multiplayer though ever until you know the beatdown leave it to someone else to go aggro first you know wait to, yeah, wait you to clean up the after down. the dust settles clean up after the dust settles yeah and just protect yourself in the meantime
1: uh, okay the next card is to the bread and butter of the vote deck it's called tyrant's choice it's a one in a black for a sorcery. It has will of the council, which is the voting mechanic. It says, starting with you, each player votes for death or torture. If death gets more votes, each opponent sacrifices a creature. If torture gets more votes or the vote is tied, each opponent loses four life. So like 80% of the time, everyone's going to take 4 damage yeah. all your opponents
0: unless they all got tokens out and then they'll sacrifice a creature yeah. gladly but still like rarely are they all going to have tokens yeah for 2 mana though to do that much damage to everyone for everyone that's yeah. that's a lot of fun i mean that's again it's not going to make you any friends but you know you cast this late in the game and then you're able to swing for lethal against someone then that's awesome like i don't think this is a good card to play in the beginning part of the games
1: no but once you have a grudge keeper or two out a brago's representative all of a sudden they could potentially take eight damage from this Mm -hmm. because they're going to vote against you and then not want to sacrifice a creature i mean it starts getting pretty powerful it's a common too so you can get multiples of it if you get some conspiracies and name this card it can it can get good it's um yeah, it's, it's not a bad card. It does a good yeah. chunk of damage. I mean, it can do 16 damage in a five-player game. Like, that's yeah,
0: crazy. Yeah, uh, I'd give it a C.
1: I'd give it a C also.
0: Cool. Unhallowed Pact is the next one. It's two in a black for an enchantment aura. Enchant creature, when enchanted creature dies, return that card to the battlefield under your control. So it's kind of like a uh, gift of immortality, except the actual enchantment itself doesn't come back. But it is also a common, so you will be seeing a lot of these. Um, you know, I think it's cool. You can enchant someone else, right?
1: I think that's one of the better ways to use it is just put it on somebody else's like bomb mm-hmm. that you know like one of the other players is gonna have to get rid of it at some point. Yeah. Um,
0: so just you don't it. cast it on phage, whatever you do.
1: <laughs> no, do not cast it on phage. Um it's only okay in that circumstance. Like what if that thing never dies, you never get it, this card mm-hmm. did nothing.
0: And you know, to be honest, for three man I'd rather play a creature. Yeah, I my think own. so too. You know, instead so of waiting for something else, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I'm gonna give it a d plus yeah i'll give it a
0: c minus okay just because i could see it being fun
1: uh, next is vampire vampire hex mage it's uh black black for a 2-1 vampire shaman it has first strike and you can sacrifice vampire hex mage and remove all counters from target permanent what? remove all counters from target permanent yeah it says that yeah uh wow I guess it does kill some things. It kills like it kills the all the soul Automaton, binders custody. Yeah. All the yeah, all the soul binders, all the um, yeah, that the rare cycle of that each color has one. It kills what's the other one? The uh, cogwork grinder. Yeah,
0: yeah. It kills Drake's town forgotten. It kills anything that starts at zero zero and adds plus one plus one counters. What is that? Five,
1: Charlie. six, seven cards total?
0: Yeah. Um and I think uh I think for her cost, two black for a two one first strike is really good on its own.
1: First strike is decent.
0: Yeah, uh, I think early game. I think one v one it's much more effective than yeah, multiplayer. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but multiplayer means she's gonna have more targets to do this too. So I actually like this card you, a lot.
1: You will know how many cogwork grinders and how many um, lurking automatons are out there too. Yeah. So you'll know, like, you know, if there's one lurking automaton that got drafted because they have to draft them face up. Yeah. Then yeah. maybe you don't play her because you don't know if any of the other uh, the rare versions of you know the custody. Mm -hmm. soul binders or whatever are even out there but if you look around and there's a cogwork grinder and four lurking automatons that people drafted i'd be more apt to play her yeah but then she's just a card that's like literally super super like clunky removal that only works against a couple of
0: cards it's true but you have to also keep in mind that she can also trigger morbid on her own that's Um, true that's true so i i personally like her a lot i'd give her a c minus maybe a c on a good day depending on your draft i'm going to give her a d all right. That's fair.
1: Okay. Next card is Victimize. It's a. It's Tuna Black for a sorcery. It says choose two target creature cards in your graveyard. Sacrifice a creature. If you do, return the chosen cards to the battlefield tapped.
0: That's kind of cool. Just don't do it on Phage. Don't uh, do it on Phage. Don't, don't <laughs> um, it. I think it's good if you have a card like Oh Typhoid Rats or a 1 1, you know, thing that. Maybe true. that you don't true. want to use anymore. Um, y- you know, it, it, it's a late game card. I wish it was an instant, because oh, then you boy. could sacrifice
1: something that's already dying. But you can't do that. Yeah. It's a sorcery.
0: It will trigger Morbid. So if, you're if you are have- able to do that, and then put a more corrupt Banshee in the play, you could you know wipe some off the board with that. So th- there that's are true. there are ways to play some fatties with it. That's true. Um, but I think it is too conditional sometimes. If you had loot effects, yeah.
1: So if you had a couple of those looters in blue or um, the agent of acquisition no what is it the uh, mm-hmm. canal dredger yeah so you can dump cards you want like big cards like if you dump a polacca worm into your graveyard and then right. you know you on turn 3 or turn 4 or 5 you you know victimize your typhoid rats and get a polaka worm and something else huge out
0: yeah that's cool yeah,
1: is that like magical Christmas land?
0: <laughs> I guess so. I yeah. give it. A, I give it a C minus. Uh, D plus. Okay. Wake Dancer, two in the black creature human shaman. It's a two two. It's got morbid. When Wake Dancer enters the battlefield if a creature died this turn, put the two two black zombie creature token onto the battlefield. Okay.
1: So four power and toughness for three mana. If a creature died that turn, yeah,
0: po- possibly. Um, it's also a, a It's only a two two. Mm-hmm. You know, I think minus four minus four on a on the Morcor Banshee is much way better. better. Yeah, so I, I would give this a D plus
1: yeah I give it a d it, yeah
0: maybe even, yeah
1: yeah zombie goliath it's uh four and a black for a four three zombie giant that's, it. A, that's a, it i'm not going to read the flavor text
0: yeah it's a long one because there's nothing else on this creature
1: i mean at least it's a it's going to be relevant whenever you play it i mean four three is going to affect the board it's yeah. going to have to be dealt with i mean it's not awesome but it can never be like an f like you know it's a creature that yeah. It will do something.
0: Yeah. Five four three is is acceptable enough yeah. to, you know, be a D.
1: Yeah. I give it a C C minus. Yeah.
0: oh that's black. All what right. do you think about black?
1: Uh I think black is my third favorite color. I think it's um I think I th- it's strong, but there's a lot of like graveyard synergy that I don't know. That graveyard yeah. synergy stuff, it always scares me because what if it doesn't come together and then you've yeah. got a bunch of cards that are like milling yourself and aren't doing a lot
0: yeah i'm a fan of black as an additional color to something else maybe not your main color but i think it's nice to splash it on you know as your second um
1: yeah i think that's a really good point because it has like good removal yeah and a lot of colors don't yeah exactly you sort of need either black or red yeah to sort of you know or i guess it's got
0: the best morbid card which is uh the morcar banshee and it's got removal and tragic slip so i mean if at the very least being able to put some of those cards in your deck is great um yeah so i i consider black to be the second strongest uh just because i like it being paired up with stuff because removal is really strong in multiplayer
1: you know i do like green too i think green and black may be tied for me we haven't got to, to, yeah. to, to green yet
0: yeah all right moving on to red uh i'm a i'm personally one of the i always play red when i play magic jimmy is mr red i'm mr red me and eli love red um
1: it's I, like you know johnny blue johnny black
0: you're jimmy yeah, red i'm Jimmy Red. <laughs> I'm down. Uh, and we'll call you Josh Synergy. Uh, so Yours
1: sounds more like a mob boss, and mine sounds more like that's a, true. I don't know, anime character.
0: <laughs> hey, it's Josh Synergy. Uh, so I actually think red in this whole set is pretty fun. I think there's some good cards in here. Uh, and so let's just get to it. The first up, we've got Barbed Shocker, which is a, a three and a red, four total insect. Uh, it's 2-2 with Trample and Haste. And whenever Barbie Shocker deals damage to a player, that player discards all the cards in his or her hand and draws that many cards. <laughs> it's mean. I'm already tailing off towards the end. I'm just like, what is happening yeah. up with this card? Um, what do you think?
1: Um, four mana 2-2, don't like that. Trample on a 2-2, don't <laughs> like that. Haste, I guess, is okay, but by the f- turn four, like... It's- well you put, you might be able to connect with somebody yeah you're just gonna really severely piss that person off for two yeah. damage or actually make them really happy
0: because they could draw an it's awesome true. hand it's true
1: I wonder if you drop this some people might be hit me with that please I won't block yeah you right
0: and it's like hey man could you yeah. could you hook me up in
1: which case like you did two damage and helped somebody I don't know do you yeah. want to do that I I don't get this card I, I don't really I don't like it. it I don't like it either
0: yeah I get a D I give a D minus
1: Bold Weir Intimidator or is it Bold Veer Intimidator Bold yeah I think it's Bold Veer Intimidator uh, it's a 7 mana that's 5 and 2 red for a 5-5 five, five giant warrior. Its first text says, Cowards can't block warriors. For 1 red, target creature becomes a coward until end of turn. And then for 2 and a red target creature becomes a warrior until end of turn this is an interesting card
0: yeah i like this card a lot yeah one i actually think game, it's, it's
1: so. yeah i actually think like it's like we've said unblockable effects later in the game are pretty powerful just so you mm-hmm. can sneak through some damage at the end because usually people's boards get pretty advanced they've got it most yeah. things locked up and then you drop something like this and they're like i don't have any plan for that
0: right and let's say they just only have two creatures left and you just have this guy and he's like all right for two man i'm gonna swing for five yep and you know you have nine life left. It's like you can't do that very often. Yep. Uh, and you know potentially for two and a, for one two like for f- five mana you could let two of you guys go through untouched.
1: Well, you could also use it on other people's. Uh, uh, so you can make deals with people like, hey, you you attack him, I'll make his dudes so they can't block your dudes. And yeah, then, exactly. You know, we finish him off. You know. So wish he was a little bigger for seven mana, but he's still good.
0: Yeah, I think his ability. For, I mean, the fact that he can do his target creature becomes a coward for one, I think is really powerful. Uh, so I'm going to give him a C plus
1: okay uh i give him a c i still like him
0: yeah next card is brimstone volley probably the best instant in the whole i think uh it's two in a red brimstone valley deals three damage to target creature for, or player so that's already good three for three mm-hmm. morbid brimstone valley deals five damage uh to a creature or player if that creature if, if a creature died this turn
1: this is a strong card um, yeah it's up there with with tragic slip and sorts of plowshares, yeah. I don't know.
0: The nice thing is, it's it's an instant. You can do it at any time and anyone's turn, and it's five damage. That's that's a quarter. You can go to of their, their face too. That's yeah. a big thing Straight too. Straight to their face. Yeah. Um so if you have two of these in your hand casting them for 6 after morbid you're going to take someone's half of their life away in an instant. Yeah. Uh, or this, you can
1: kill creatures if you need to do that it's yeah, exactly.
0: yeah. Uh I I think I I just like it a lot because with morbid it does so much damage for 3 mana.
1: Sometimes though it's like for 5 there's some a few things that are going to be bigger than that so mm-hmm. it won't always kill what you need to kill. That's the only downside I would say. Yeah. It's, it's still strong. I'm going to give it a I'm going to give it a B.
0: Yeah, I'll give it a B too.
1: Okay. Uh, Chartooth Cougar. Roar. That's five and a red, so six mana total for a 4-4 Cat Beast. Pay one red, Chartooth Cougar gets one until underturn, so that's what we call having fire breathing. Yeah. And it has mountain cycling for two, so for two you discard it and go get a mountain. Put it in your hand. So, yeah, it's fine.
0: Yeah, it's fine. I, I think it's okay for, I you know, for six mana, to getting a 4-4, I'd rather play set, get seven mana for my Bold War Intimidator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... He's gonna. He
1: can potentially do more damage if you can make him unblockable in another way. He can sort of alpha strike people a little right. bit. Right. Uh, still. Yeah. C minus.
0: Yeah. C C minus as well. Uh, Cinderwall up next. Uh, great card with Vent Sentinel. It's a one red for a three three, which is like wait what? But it's a defender, and uh, when it blocks, destroy it at end of combat. So it's. Um, I yeah. mean Vent Sentinel deck? Vent Sentinel deck is a good Even Vent Sentinel deck doesn't
1: want a million of these, just a couple. Right. You just want
0: a couple. And, yeah. and you're never going to want to run more than two or three of these anyway. And in
1: that deck, you don't even want to block with these. You just want to leave them out mm-hmm. to give your to make your Vent Sentinel deal more uh, damage.
0: I like it because at the very least, if someone's attacking with like a five three, uh, you can block with the center wall and it, they'll it's gonna die anyway. You True. know, you don't want to be blocking a one one with the center wall. Well, you know?
1: never block unless you're going to trade because it's gonna exactly. die anyway, so it has to anyway. it has to kill the thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So in the vent sentinel deck, it's like a nice B uh, otherwise, it's like a, I don't know, a D, D-plus yeah. maybe.
1: I, I would never play it unless I had the Vent Sentinel deck. Yeah. Uh, yeah exactly. So I'm going to give it a D. Or just
0: so starved for one-drops, you know, that you don't have anything else.
1: Yeah. Even then, I don't even need one-drops at all. Like, if I have zero yeah. one-drops, I'm okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, D-minus. Yeah. Um, Death Forge Shaman. It's a four and a red for a 4-3 Ogre Shaman. It has multi-kicker of one red. And it says... When Deathforge Shaman enters the battlefield, it deals damage to target player equal to twice the number of times it was kicked. Ooh. We've seen this do some fireworks before. Yeah,
0: that's amazing.
1: Um, so basically it costs five, but if you pay six, it's going to do four damage to a player when it comes, or sorry, if you pay six, it'll do two damage. Two damage, right. Seven, it'll do four, four damage. damage. Basically every one you pay after the first five will do two damage to a player. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, can only, you can only aim it at one player. Yeah, but um, it,
0: it can it literally, it, it has ended players games so. yeah
1: we've seen it do like 16 damage because yeah. if you have there's a card called mana geyser which mm-hmm. adds a red to your mana pool for every uh, Tap land. L- tapped land yeah. from all
0: players and in a game with 4 or 5 players it can be getting... like
1: 19 or 20 mana and yeah, all of a exactly. sudden you just drop this thing and do like you know 21 damage to somebody so mm-hmm. yeah just that alone it makes it like worth playing because yeah. it can literally be like kill somebody
0: yep Pretty or, or take someone down to so low that you can swing for lethal. Yeah. You know? um, and it's a five-four-three, so it's not the worst uh, costing card in the world. Yes. I, I like it a lot. I, I give it a B.
1: Yeah, we gave that Zombie Guardian a C minus, and all it is is a 5 mana 4 3. This yeah. has a relevant, really relevant ability. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it a
0: B. Maybe a B-minus, I guess. I could see it going both ways. It just depends on... If your deck is more red, then obviously Death for Shaman is much stronger. If you have Mana Geyser, it's much better. True. Uh, if you're doing Splashing Red, then it, it's it's like a C plus. You but know?
1: really, you only have to have... Yeah, if you're Splashing Red, I wouldn't even play it. But yeah. if, if red's even your secondary color, because it only costs one red in its casting cost. So even yeah. if you only have three or four left... I mean, even if you only do six damage to somebody, that's a lot. Yeah. It's just that's- a Lava Axe tacked onto a creature, so... Yeah.
0: Doing twice the number of times it's kicked is great. Yeah. That, that's definitely the best part about it, for I sure. I give it a B. Yeah. Okay, Rage Revolutionary. It's a two and a, uh, two and a red for a 2-1 creature human warrior, and it just has dethrone. Yeah, three two one Could dethrone it up. Has potential, but not for me.
1: I don't like dethrone. Three mana 2-1, not great, although it's basically a three mana 3-2 three because you're going to attack with it, I'm assuming, if you put it in your deck. I hope you attack with it. Yeah. I mean, if you got it out early and got a couple counters on it maybe you could get up to like a i don't know what i'm talking about it's a d plus i, I just i just don't like throwing that yeah,
0: much yeah i'll give it a, a d and I, there's just so many other creatures i'd rather play for instance yeah. this next one flaring flamekin it's tuna red for a 2-2
1: elemental warrior it says as long as flaring flamekin is enchanted it gets plus two plus two has trample and has Fire breathing, fire breathing, yeah. which is tap a red and it gets plus one plus zero. Um, yeah, th- this is a build around me uncommon. If you got it early enough, you could start grabbing um, some of the better auras like mm-hmm. Elephant Guide or the the um,
0: Flowstone Blade, Traveler's
1: Cloak, and right. some other stuff. Yeah, I think getting it later is makes it way less powerful because you may or may not have the enchantments, mm-hmm. and you want the good enchantments. You don't want the bad ones exactly. Yeah. yeah, but there are a few good enchantments, and if you got a couple of these, I mean. If you put something on it, and suddenly it's a four-four with fire breathing, and with it's temple. unblockable, and you mm-hmm. drew a card when you put the aura on it, like it can be a house. Yeah, it's just it requires some setup cost. I think it's playable, but you need it early.
0: Yeah, I'd give it a C minus, maybe.
1: Yeah, I give it a C minus. But if you get it like middle of pack one, and you can start building around it, and yeah, if you get definitely. two, God forbid, then all of a sudden it, 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 it you can build around it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, uh, Flowstone Blade. Is one of those cards that can get built around. Uh, it's a one-drop enchantment, enchant creature, and just it gives it, uh, I guess, hurtful fire breathing, <laughs> where an uh, enchant creature gets plus one, minus one until end of turn for one red, so you can do it as many times as you want before it kills it.
1: I sort of think it's better as a removal spell.
0: Mm, interesting. You put it
1: on something, and then you just tap three mana and kill it, because mm-hmm. it only costs one. Right, you know? right. So it's sort of a... Uh, but in a pinch, you know, you could... Maybe not in a pinch. If right. you, you know, under the right circumstances, you could put it on your own creature. But I think in a lot of circumstances, it's a removal spell. So the versatility is good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little clunky as a removal spell, but it still works.
0: Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. I, I, I could see. I could see your grade here. C minus sounds about right.
1: Yeah. I say C minus. Yeah. Uh, next is Grenzo's Cutthroat. It's a one in a red for a one one goblin rogue. It has first strike, and it has dethrone. This card, I think, is a little better than the um, Enraged Revolutionary.
0: Yeah, I honestly think
1: this is the best Dethrone card. First Strike is really powerful. Outside of my Chasa Also, you can get it out early enough mm-hmm. that you're probably going to connect. I mean, if you play it on turn two, then you're going to be able to attack somebody on turn three and probably yeah. turn four because now it's a 2-2, then it's, it's a 3-3. Three, three, right? you know, and, and you can get to this point where it's hard to catch up to it. I mean, that's hard to do, and you have to get it out on turn two. It's not amazing, yeah. but it's definitely more playable. And if you get to the point where it's like a 3-3 or a 4-4, and now it's hard to attack with it, it's okay, because it's a good defender at a 4 4 striker.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you've done damage across the board because you've been dethroning people. So, yeah. again, anytime you can lower everyone else's life without drawing too much attention to yourself, the better.
1: And again, Dethrone is just going to be better in general the more players are in the game. If it's yeah. a three-player game, it's not. Dethrone is just devalued.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd give this guy a C. I think I'd put him in any red deck if I needed to drop.
1: Okay, I'm going to give him a C also.
0: Okay, cool. Grinzel's Rebuttal. Four and two red for a sorcery. It's a rare card. Put a 4-4 four, four red ogre creature token onto the battlefield. Starting with you, each player chooses an artifact, creature, and a land from among the permanents controlled by the player to his or her left. Destroy each permanent chosen this way. So it is like a mini wipe because everyone gets to go around and choose what they don't like. Um, but you do get a 4-4 token. Right. But it's, they can destroy that. Uh, can they? It's well, a, it's, it's a, you do that a, first. It is a creature, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I don't, I don't like this card at all then.
1: <laughs> it's weird. This is a hard one to evaluate. I mean...
0: It's just so weird. I just have... I've never seen it played. I've never seen it how I mean, you it's get used.
1: the 4-4 and then this happens. So, at the very least, like, they take your board doesn't lose a creature like everybody mm-hmm. else He's like you're one creature up and i guess if you don't have artifacts why are arti- because oh,
0: red hates artifacts yeah. I, a creature and a land though i mean everyone's going to be losing and for six mana, I, I just can't see this being unless they're you know i can see this happening if if you're behind and everyone else has yeah, sweet stuff yeah. but then it's like you don't it's not going like, to hurt some
1: people they're just going to be like okay this one two is dead
0: yeah exactly uh, uh I wouldn't play it ever. I don't know
1: how you construct your deck to get strategic advantage from this. Maybe there's a way, um, but I don't know it. So I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a D plus.
0: I'm gonna give it a straight D.
1: Straight D. Straight D. Heartless Hidetsugo reprint. Yep, it is a uh, three and two red for a four three ogre shaman legendary creature. You, tar- you tap it, and it deals damage to each player equal to half that player's life total rounded down. This is, like, a super powerful
0: effect. Yeah. Will immediately put a great big red bullseye on your forehead. Yeah, but it also does it to yourself. Yeah. you know? so It hurts you-, you, too. Yeah, so if you do manage to get ahead of everyone just a little bit doing this, we'll definitely it will speed the game up, that's for sure. Big time. Yeah, big time.
1: This is probably good in concert with the black stuff that hits everybody. Yeah. Like, if you had this guy and Siphon Soul, all of a sudden... You know, you use him, maybe use him one more time and then siphon soul. Siphon you might up, finish yeah. somebody off and put yourself up to a decent life total like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um it also yeah, it's it can be mean.
0: I, I Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. he got printed in another set and his ability is great for multiplayer, but I just honestly can't see him being what you would want in a in a in a conspiracy deck. You know, I, I think
1: de- if you had like something to give him haste like Fires of Yavamaya right. or one of those other ones, then he becomes a little bit better. Mhm um but this you have is to combo that amount is the thing if you're you know? the chaotic neutral player or the chaotic chaotic player yeah. if you're the clint at the table then you can uh, yeah you definitely want to then this is the card you want yeah I, for me not the kind of card i want um but i still think there's a lot of power there i'm gonna give it a c yeah
0: i'll give it a c minus i just wouldn't play it yeah. uh, over something
1: else just because it's not your style but yeah, it is powerful. again
0: i would play the bulbar intimidator <laughs> you know, i'd much rather have that guy Um, Next up, we got Heckling Fiends, which is two and a red, three total for a 2-2 creature devil. Uh, And you can pay an additional two and a red target creature attacks this turn if able. I actually think this is a a little bit sneaky good. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, We haven't seen it in action a lot, but I I think, like, what you can do is you can start making people attack. And there's a lot of times where, like, people have, like, little creatures. Mm -hmm. They're just sitting there, like a Typhoid Rats or, like, you know this Grenzo cutthroat if they just got it out too late right. or whatever, and they're just going to put it out, and it's they want it on defense. But if it attacks anybody, it'll just die. And yeah. you can just be like, nope, attack with that thing.
0: Yeah, attack with that thing. You attack um, with those two
1: things, and, you know.
0: Hopefully they're not going to address you with their attack and they'll attack someone else. You know, you want to have a strong enough board that they don't want to swing into you.
1: Yeah, exactly. You need a board where they... Yeah. Yeah.
0: And even if they don't...
1: If you're in a position where they can't swing at you and it doesn't matter if the thing dies, it's just Mm -hmm. you're forcing them to, like, cause damage to somebody else that can be good. Yeah, exactly.
0: And doing it to, like, pristine angel again would be fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah, true. Yeah, doing it to stuff that normally wants to sit back on defense or whatever is is good. Um, Also, like... What was that card? You counter the first ability used against it. Right. This could be the first ability. Then you could kill it. Like there's some. There's some. uh, There's something there. It all
0: adds up, and I think it's playable. It's still not awesome. Um, I'm gonna give it a C. Yeah, I'll give it a C too. Okay. It's not an auto include, but it's it's a solid card. The next is Ignition Team. It's uh, part of that cycle of rare.
1: Each color has one. Um, it's five and two red for a zero zero goblin warrior. Ignition team enters the battlefield with X one one counters on it, where X is the number of tapped lands on the battlefield. Nice. It's okay, like here biser. we go. Yeah. Yep. And then for two and a red, you can remove a plus one plus one counter from it, and target land becomes a four four red elemental creature until end of turn. It's still land. Okay, I can get behind both these abilities. I behind, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. This and is probably to, second to the white one in my mind.
0: Definitely. And not to mention, as soon as you play it, it's automatically a 7-7. Seven, seven, because you will be you tapping tap seven, 7 lands. Oh, that's a good yep. point. It can never be
1: smaller than a 7-7 seven, seven for 7. And yeah. it's often going to be... Much bigger. Let's say there's four other player, three other players and they all have... I mean, you've got 7 mana, so they have access to at least 5 or 6. Let's yeah. say they all have 3 tapped. Now it's a sixteen-sixteen.
0: Yeah that's pretty vicious and
1: then on your next turn you can turn at least two of your lands into four four creatures like mm-hmm. wow i like this guy yeah um, uh,
0: this is a game enter if if used correctly because yeah. you can start swinging with your lands and you know it's
1: and, and in the history of magic like
0: anything that turns
1: lands into creatures has been super powerful because yeah, all of a sudden exactly. you, you're just doubling and tripling the amount of creatures you've
0: got like suddenly yeah um what do you give it i give the b plus i'm with you b plus yeah I think it's fun right. I would put it in my deck if I drafted it for red yeah uh, Lizard Warriors next up it's a 3 and a red it's a creature it's a 4-2 for a 4 Yeah, alright not bad what else that's it that's it oh the, um, and it says don't let its appearance frighten you let its claws and teeth do that.
1: <laughs> We're reading flavor text now. Yeah,
0: that's that's about it. <laughs> I mean, that, that describes a creature. It's a four, 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 two. you know.
1: The only reason I think this is uh, something is if you pick up enough copies to use it with your conspiracy cards. Yeah,
0: that's a long way to go, like you said. Yeah,
1: say. it's not exciting. It's 4, 2. That kind of sucks because anything that blocks it is going to kill it. Yeah,
0: I give it a D D+.
1: Yeah, I'm going to give it a C- minus just because of conspiracy. Okay, cool. Uh, mana Geysers, the next one. It's a uh, 3 and 2 red for a sorcery. This is the one we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. You add a red mana to your mana pool for each tapped land your opponent's control. Nice. That is... It can be bonkers. It can can give you 18, 19 mana. Yeah. There's a few cards. You need cards that can use that amount of mana. Mm -hmm. Um, So
0: kickers are very important.
1: Yeah, stuff with kicker, the card we talked about earlier, which was um, Deathforge Shaman. It works great with uh, Grenzo. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Stuff right. like that. Pop Grenzo off like 10 times. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine? Yeah, crazy.
1: Um, yeah, it, there's, I would draft a couple of these and, and play them and, and build my deck around. Yeah,
0: definitely. It, especially in multiplayer. The more yeah. players, the better. Uh, if you're playing with three players, then this card sucks.
1: This is the one card that gives the EDH, the, the thing in EDH where you're just like sitting there, sitting there, sitting there, and then suddenly you do something like huge. Mm-hmm. And nobody can deal with it in time. Uh that's hard to pull off in conspiracy just because the power level's not there. Yeah. And the amount of ramp you have is not there. But this card can sort of duplicate that type of effect.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh,
1: so so I do like it. I mean yeah. you need you need some things. You need maybe some card draw and you need to build around it, but I like that card. Yeah, uh, I'm going
0: to give it a C. Yeah, I'll give it a C, too. I, I'm going to take it if I can if I can grab it later on in the pack. Not Maybe not first yeah. pick, obviously. I think I
1: wouldn't want more than maybe two.
0: Yeah, and here's the thing. People very rarely play red in drafts, I found, yeah, and, true. And especially in our play group. so I can usually take this later on and be pretty They're, safe. They
1: play red rarely, Jimmy, because you are always playing red.
0: That's true, but no one <laughs> hates drafts, man. Jimmy the red. Jimmy the red. All right, Orcish Cannonade is the next in the instant for a three. Uh, one and two red and it does orcish cannonade does two damage to target creature or player and three damage to you and draw a card
1: I don't know it's hard to imagine a scenario where I want this card yeah
0: I, I personally don't like it because three damage
1: is a lot of damage that damage I is take. a lot yeah. Uh, yeah
0: you can do two to someone it'd be cool if it was three three and draw a card but it goes two three and then you draw one I, I just don't there's better cards to do damage and yeah. I just don't like it
1: yeah uh, I'm gonna give it a D
0: yeah I'll give it a D Maybe maybe a, maybe a D minus.
1: D minus, it got a minus. Yeah, they're
0: orcs, man. Who likes orcs? Yeah,
1: seriously. I like goblins.
0: Yeah, I'll take goblins any day.
1: If it was goblin candidate, and did the exact same thing, then it suddenly plus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pitchburn Devils. That's four and a red for a three three devil. When Pitchburn Devils dies, it deals three damage to target creature or player. Um I'm actually always impressed with this card when i play yeah. it it always sort of does better than i think it's going to do i agree um, it, it's kind of versatile too mm-hmm. uh you can sack it you can do the three damage that way it's tough to block because you need you need you know if you're blocking with a six six it's going to trade it's going to kill you yeah yeah you can do things like there's some pesky flyer that you can't deal with you can attack another player he blocks and kills it you do the three damage to yep. the flyer yep. like you eh, can yeah. make people not want to attack you if somebody's at three life oh yeah they can't even touch they can't even come at you at all
0: they're actually just afraid that you're going to use it on them if it yeah. dies you know uh, it pairs nicely with black because there's a lot of sack outlets and stuff so I mm-hmm. like that too yeah essentially if you, if you convert it down if you go 3 for a 3-3 three, three, you have 2 extra mana which a, You know, it's a 2 mana for 3 damage burn mm-hmm.
1: so that's there's great 2 cards in yeah. 1
0: kind yeah, of in that respect you can do it to a player it, you know you have to choose one. you can't choose when it happens but it'll still do it regardless Yeah, you know? and it's better in a blocking situation often I'm going to give it a C yeah I'll give it a C plus Power of Fire, I like this card a lot. It's one in red. Yeah, Enchantment or Enchant Creature has, uh, this creature deals one damage. Tap it to deal one damage to target creature or player.
1: It turns it into what we call a Tim or Prodigal Sorcerer, which was the first card that did this tap and deal one damage thing. Mm -hmm. A Pinger is also another. Pinger, yeah. yeah. So
0: you can ping people with your Death Touch Rats and it can kill anything on the board.
1: Yeah, if you get two or three rats, this is the only card you want. I mean, if you have three rats in your deck and two powers of fire, like holy crap, you're just gonna be you're gonna make wrecking, it yeah, everybody, yeah.
0: And it's great, so I, I like this card a lot. I'm gonna give it a B minus.
1: It is risky though. It's risky on that two for one. It, it doesn't, is very risky. it doesn't draw you a card. It doesn't. Yeah, I like it. I'm gonna give it. I, I just think it's it's it, only useful and with
0: death touch rats. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: yeah, I think it's only useful with the death touch rats. Uh, so C minus for me. Yeah,
0: B minus just because I love them rats. <laughs>
1: Oh, here's a, this thing's this thing's a monster. Uh, I think right.
0: this is an instant A. <laughs> yeah, This uh, Scourge of the Throne.
1: It's um, four and two red for a five-five flying dragon. So it's already awesome. Yep, has flying. Obviously, it has dethrone. And whenever Scourge of the Throne attacks for the first time each turn, if it's attacking the player with the most life or tied for the most life, untap all attacking creatures. After this phase. There is an additional combat phase. Woof. Additional combat phases are awesome. Um, in general. It's a five five
0: dragon. It's the a six six turn as soon as you turn it sideways. Yeah. Uh, it's not gonna get killed for the most part. Very theory. There's not can another flyer
1: it. in this set unless you manage to kick an Apex hawk like twelve yeah. times. Yeah, I mean exactly. it's just yeah, this is a game winner. It's a big time finisher. It has the potential to even kill two players in one turn.
0: Right, right. Um
1: yeah, it's just an A. Yeah,
0: straight up A. Yeah. A plus. Yeah. Because I put it in my Cali deck and it's the best.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's broken. Yeah.
0: Speaking <laughs> of other super broken cards, not really. A Skitter <laughs> of Lizards. It's a one drop red. Uh, it's a 1-1. One, one. You can multi-kick it for one and a red each time. It has haste, and when it enters the battlefield, it enters with a plus-one, plus-one counter on it for each time it was kicked.
1: So for three minutes, it's a 2-2, five minutes, a 3-3, three, three. blah, blah, blah. You know yeah. the story.
0: It has haste. Uh, it's it's fun. It's simple. I'd put it in my decks if I'm against Star for one-drop reds. I'd rather put Death Touch Snakes.
1: What I like to do with cards like this is I try and pick them up late, and I try and just stick to, like, one of these commons and pick it up, like, in the last four or five. And then mm-hmm. hope, I'm hoping that I get, like three or four of them and right. then I can use one of the conspiracy cards like the one that gives every card with the same name plus one plus, plus one. one or you can search for the a cards if it's a 2-2 yeah. So now down. it's a 3-3 three, three for 3 that comes in with haste. Oh, That's yeah. That's a good card. That's a great card. Yeah, but I'd need to have three or four of these before yeah. I would do that. Um, and to
0: be honest, haste, for the most part, for attacking creatures, isn't the most effective thing in Conspiracy. I think yeah. it's actually one of the weaker mechanics because you don't want to put yourself out there that fast that quickly and, and pissing people off is just never But if good. you did yeah. draw
1: it later in the game, you know, you could all of a sudden kick it like four times, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. just come out with a 7-7 seven, seven with haste that nobody saw coming. And Yeah. Like, you know, if they didn't do their math right and they attacked wrong and they don't yeah. have enough blockers... Listen, that's a very corner case scenario. Yeah. I, I don't think the card's very good. Uh, what C do you minus. Give C minus? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I give it a C minus also. Okay, Sulfuric Vortex. It's an enchantment for one and two red. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, Sulfuric Vortex deals two damage to that player. If a player would gain life, that player gains no life instead. This is such a red
0: card. It's such a red card. And I don't even know if I want this ever in, in the draft format. I could see this doing, you know, if you could EDH, maybe there's some kind of crazy combo where every yeah, time some game yeah, gets damaged, it does something else, or but it's like it happens to yourself as well. It costs
1: you that card. It does speed up the game, but you yeah. know everybody else with that card you use, they played a creature or they yeah, exactly. played a removal spell or whatever, and so you're it's going to speed up the game, but you're already behind in that game because you had to play this card. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I think you're right. It's for other formats. Um, I give it a D.
0: Yeah, I give it a D minus.
1: Jimmy the Red does not like that card.
0: Does not like it. I mean, I like doing damage to other people, not myself. Just saying. (laughs) Torch Fiend, one and a red. is a creature devil. That's a 2-1, and you can tap one red to sacrifice Torch Fiend and destroy target artifact. Um, Useful? Not
1: really. I think, again, you need to pay attention to how many, like, lurking automatons got. Mm-hmm. drafted and how big they are and how scary that is if there's yeah. five of them that got drafted and most of them are five fives and six sixes this card gets a little bit better
0: yeah exactly um
1: in general there's not a lot of scary artifacts though most of them are just you know that's just a creature that attacks and blocks yep
0: so i would just say uh a straight d
1: yeah d plus d plus yeah okay next is treasonous ogre it's uh three in a red for a two three ogre shaman it has dethrone and then it has another ability which is pay three life Add red to your mana pool.
0: Weird? Weird, but I actually like this more than a lot of the other creatures. Yeah? Uh, because it's the kind of thing that you're not going to use until it's the end game. It, so between, it's like
1: you really need two mana and you, you need, just do yeah,
0: it? Yeah. You have that mana. You can... You know, like paying three life... Let's say you pay six life to kick that thing and another two times for the other card and that does six damage. Mm-hmm. That's fine with me. You know, six life for six damage. Mm-hmm. If you are slightly up in life, you could do this to end the game. You know?
1: Well, plus you can manage your dethrone exactly so you know if you're playing a lot of dethrone i think this you need this because you need to be able to bring your life total down mm-hmm. so that you're not the like you can attack other people to yeah. continue to get the dethrone and
0: imagine if someone comes at you with like a scourge of thrones because you have the most life and they're yeah. like uh oh, actually I'm, at Instance B, I'm gonna pay through life to just yeah. float one mana
1: yeah now you don't get your extra turn yeah. yes exactly so i think it, with the dethrone mechanic it's it can be powerful it's just tough though you're attacking somebody and you're bringing yourself down yeah so without attacking you they're basically staying even with you Mm -hmm. i don't know i'm not in love with it i think there are some uses yeah it's still a two three for four with dethrone so it's basically a three four yeah for four which is fine
0: i'll give it a c you know i'm not i'm not the biggest fan of it Mm -hmm. but it's not the worst in the world i I think being able to add mana is really powerful no matter what what the price is Uh
1: uh-huh Yeah, that's true. Throughout Magic's history, that type of effect has been... You can exploit it. Um, Yeah, exactly. I just... I don't know if I see it within
0: this set. I'm going to give it a C-. Cool. All right. Trumpet Blast. It's an instant uh, for two and a red. Attacking creatures get plus two, plus zero until end of turn. Very simple.
1: Yeah. um, There are a lot of tokens... Yeah. You know, if you had, if you, I might even splash this in a token deck if I didn't get any of the other like intangible virtues right, or right. echoing courage. You know, you want some overrun effects. In red itself, I don't see like this whole like drop a million creatures onto the f- battlefield mm-hmm. thing. I mean, maybe with a bunch of skit, you'd have to play a bunch of crappy cards to pull that off. So, yeah. so, mm, I'm not saying it's unplayable, but I don't think red seems to want this particularly
0: no i don't think so red red's gonna want to do damage differently not through attacking Um, i mean
1: some attacking but not through attacking
0: with like 12 guys at once yeah exactly yeah i i give this a d yeah i give it a d also
1: uh next is uncontrollable anger that's uh two and two red for an enchantment aura it has flash says enchant creature enchanted creature gets plus two plus two and attacks each turn if able
0: Again, I think this is something you want to play on someone else potentially.
1: It's like a weird removal spell. Like. Yeah,
0: um, it's it's almost like you want to put it on something that someone doesn't like. They're like, "Oh yeah, I don't want to attack with this guy. I want to hold them back." And like, no, like I've, that guy I've, that
1: gives everybody unblockable or something? yeah,
0: I no, it's like no, I force you to attack with him now, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully someone will block and kill him. You know, but I'd it, rather
1: have those heckler guys from earlier.
0: Yeah, that's that's a much more, and it's cheaper. Yeah, and it's, it's not an enchantment. Repeatable it's repeatable. It's a creature to, you yeah. can block with. Yeah.
1: Um I don't like this card.
0: What's the point of flash? You know?
1: Yeah. I guess you could just surprise somebody with it, like they attack you. It's like also a combat trick. I just it it takes control of your creature away from you. Like Mm -hmm. we
0: know I don't like that. Uh D. D minus. Oh, you like you like it even less than me. Yeah. Oh, one of my favorite cards. Vent Sentinel three and the red. It's a creature elemental. That's two four with defender. But the most important part for one and a red, you can tap it and Vent Sentinel deals damage to target player equal to the number of creatures with defender you control. You can build a whole deck around this.
1: Yeah. If you can get two or three, I just two even. Every draft, here's what I do. I draft normally. We get down to the like last three or four cards. I always take a Vent Sentinel, and then I just hope, you know, I get a few more, and I can move into the Vent Sentinel deck later. It hasn't happened yet, but yeah. If you can get like three, two or three Vent Sentinels and then, you know, a couple of those flying walls, three or four more, like, it doesn't take much. Like, if you have... say four or five walls out and mm-hmm. now you're tapping your two vent sentinels to deal five
0: damage each every turn yeah. the game is over fast the game is over yeah you can get those guardian zendikons up and yeah. the thing is you leave your defenders up and for the most part you yep. can defend yep and you, know? you just do it before the end of exactly before the beginning of your turn yeah
1: i mean this was a strong archetype it was it was fairly it did fairly well in rise of the eldrazi which had the level up guys and the eldrazi themselves yeah. and this this archetype hung with that so you know, uh, I want to live the dream here. I think it's not as strong as it was in Rise of the Eldrazi because uh, some of the other walls are gone. But I think you can still right. probably pull it off.
0: Yeah, there are definitely enough cards that are defender that. And here's the thing: is like if you're drafting it, no one else is for the most part. Yeah. I don't think you'll be. People competing. don't go for this very high. And yeah. then by the third pack, you can be taking all your defenders really high, and nobody's going to go after them that
1: high. Yeah, exactly. So,
0: um, all right, cool. Uh, thing is,
1: uh, it's hard to live this dream. I'm going to give it a hard. C minus. A yeah. lot of times, it's just a, an F. But
0: yep. I'll give it a C-2. Uh, if you can make it happen, then it's a, it's a freaking A. It's, it's what makes the Vent Sentinel deck work. It's named after this card. Yeah.
1: It's fun when you pull it off. You can yeah. just drop fools, like, fast. Yeah. Okay, the next card is Volcanic Fallout. It's an instant for 1 and 2 red. Volcanic Fallout can't be countered. Volcanic Fallout deals 2 damage to each creature and each player. Oof. So here's your token hoser. Yeah, it just wipes the token deck.
0: Now this I like more. Yeah. Than anything else. Um,
1: uh, the token deck is a thing, and so is a flying deck, and this hurts both of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, 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 at the same time, it's it's not the best, but I like that it can't be countered and it can hose tokens. So this is very dependent on your meta. It depends on what's going. What people are going for. Um,
1: it. it 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 does sort of suck in red because a lot of red's creatures are high power, low toughness, so mm-hmm. it 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 can kill a lot of your things. What you do is you want it, you know, early on so you can sort of play accordingly. You don't play out all your stuff. Right. You hold things back, and then you know, boom, you get all the tokens.
0: It's I think it's solid. It's not as good as route, obviously. Yeah, I agree. Um, I give it a pff, C minus. C minus. I'm with you. All right, in Flames, our final red card. Three in a red is a sorcery. Rapping Flames deals one damage to each of up to three target creatures those creatures can't block this turn um this could win you the game <laughs> it can make three things unblockable yeah uh but i i don't i don't think it's it's just hard to get
1: to kill anything with it
0: yeah you can't kill anything with it ultimately what you, i think you want to do is you know you have lethal but they have blockers you just play yeah. this and they can't block yeah and then you swing but other than that, it's very conditional. I
1: like just having stuff that I can, that like, I have more stuff than them or yeah. bigger stuff than them. Yeah. Or like, it, if this is a, just a larger creature, like, won't it just do better for you in the long run?
0: Yeah, exactly. I, so I don't like this card that much at all. Yeah. Um, I, I just think it's too conditional. It's 1v1. It's not multiplayer. I give it a D minus.
1: I'm going to give it a D. So, what do you think of red?
0: Uh, I think red has highlights. I think it has some mm-hmm. really strong cards. Uh I think it's got the best dethrone cards. Um I think once we get to the multicolored cards, we're going to see that red is a really strong color to splash. Mm-hmm. And it's got the vent archetype. So I I think red's pretty strong. I, I think it's stronger than red usually is. Yeah, I think it's
1: okay. It relies on the dethrone mechanic a lot, which is not my favorite. Yeah. Red in general is aggro. I think what you said as if, if it's sort of your support color, it's a little bit stronger. You don't yeah. have to be pure aggro.
0: Um, and the thing is aggro is not good in conspiracy yeah
1: in multiplayer in general aggro is tough I think I think it's a decent support color because it has removal and it has some a few interesting things I think if you get the right like early rares or, or sort of the, the sort of big mm-hmm. the mana geysers and stuff then you can do some cool broken stuff so yeah, yeah. if it doesn't come together though I think red's it, you're sort of in a little more trouble than if you go with a safer route like this next color
0: green green Pull green <laughs> that's all I need yeah just give me 10 block of worms and let's play a game. <laughs> okay, so the first green
1: card is Charging Rhino. It's 3 and 2 green for a 4-4 Rhino. Charging Rhino can't be blocked by more than one creature. It's a 5-mana 4-4, so it's always going to be playable. It's tough to block. I mean, not impossible, but yeah. I don't know. It's fine. It's nothing super exciting.
0: Yeah, I like, I like can't be blocked by more than one creature. At the same time, they could just double block it and kill it no no, no they can't doing. it can't be blocked it can't be blocked one. okay yeah. in that case yeah yeah sure it's gonna it's gonna knock people on their butts c i'll give this. c
1: c minus for me hmm,
0: yeah that's true actually maybe there's a c minus there are, there are better creatures here yeah Co- it's good oh, but yeah. it's not amazing all right copperhorn scout it's a uh, one green whenever copperhorn scout attacks untap each other creature you control for a one one elf scout me uh, i don't know i mean because I mean,
1: what's going to happen to the copperhorn scout because he has to attack right so it's gonna die yeah exactly you're so, gonna use
0: it once so you so. got
1: vigilance for all your creatures for one turn what if it said instant one mana right all your creatures
0: gain vigilance until end of turn That would t- that'd be better
1: yeah i still um, wouldn't play that card
0: yeah i still wouldn't play it either and, and the thing is it's it's aggro green trying to be aggro doesn't make much sense here yeah i, I just don't like it i'm
1: never playing it f
0: yeah f um Next up.
1: Echoing Courage. It's uh, one in a green for an instant. Target creature and all other creatures with the same name as that creature get plus two, plus two until end of turn. Okay. This is the overrun effect, the closest you're going to get, mm-hmm. for um, pumping all your tokens. So if you've got a squirrel nest and you manage to get six or seven squirrels out, this thing is freaking broken. Yeah, it's great. They all turn into the three threes until the end yeah. of turn.
0: And you can use it on defense as well if you yeah. really need to. Um, uh, your
1: spirit tokens, same thing. Uh, there are some elephant tokens that you can create. I, I think this card is good in the token deck. Um Uh, if you have, like, one or two Squirrel's Nests and you're not a full-on token deck, it can still be decent because, yeah, yeah, again, you're right. You can use it on... um on a single creature also this set is
0: about having multiples of cards mm-hmm, like screaming seahawks and as we'll see howling wolves too yeah so
1: you're already trying to get two or three of the same creature or four so it's it's just a little bit better than a normal combat trick i think it's good i, I don't want more than a more than one maybe two in a, in a fully dedicated token yeah. Deck. yeah 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 i give it a c minus
0: yeah i agree with that c minus well, i like um, this next one elephant guide yeah it's one of my favorite green cards it's a two and a green for an enchantment aura it's kind of essentially a totem armor mm-hmm. uh it's enchant creature gets plus three plus three and when enchanted creature dies put a three three green elephant creature token onto the battlefield um so it creates a token fun times uh it it essentially is a two for one and it's for three you got three three you yeah, know, you're
1: going to get six power and toughness in some combination. Like, yeah. you're going to get three for a little while, and then you get three more when it falls off. Yeah, I think this it's card kinda is... kind of like Bestow almost.
0: Yeah, it, it is like Bestow. Um, it, it's a different kind of Bestow, and Actually, I, I like it,
1: it. Yeah, it's like a three. You can't choose to just put a three-three out only right. for three, but right. yeah. And it's much
0: cheaper than Bestow usually is as well.
1: Yeah, true. So uh, that's true. why I think it's a really oh, yeah. powerful card. Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, so I, like, I, I give it a B-minus.
1: Yeah, I like this card a lot. I think it's one of the better green cards. Um, if you put this on a flyer, any flyer in the set, like oh my goodness, oh, yeah, it's it's brutal. Uh, That's true. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a C plus. Okay, cool. Uh, the next is Elvish Aberration. Aberration. It is five and a green, so six total for a four-five elf mutant. It has an ability: tap it and add green, green, green to your mana pool. And it has Forest Cycling two. This is always a weird card to me. This is a reprint um because mm-hmm. like you already have six mana so why do you need ramp right <laughs> yeah i mean it can be good with kicker cards that's what i was just gonna say yeah. kickers it and, loves and, it and green has i don't know if they have more but they have a few prominent yeah kicker cards and if
0: you have conspiracies to make to give this guy haste and stuff then then you can you know just unload on the table you know True. especially if you have multiples of these in your deck it's um, four or
1: five for six which is fine
0: yeah that's fine uh, i i like it um, because it has four cycling, but mm-hmm. it's also just got add three mana. And, and when it comes to kicking something, it's great. But it means you really have to be strong and green to have Elvish Aberration be really effective, I think.
1: Yeah, true. I, I think it does play towards that thing in EDH we talk about, which is like suddenly bursting forward all of a sudden in one turn with like a bunch of stuff nobody expected, mm-hmm. you know, and you need a lot of mana to do that. So I think it has that going for it, which is important in multiplayer. So, hmm, I'm sort of revising my opinion. What do you give
0: it? Yeah, I'm going to give it a C yeah i just i think it's it's conditional
1: yeah i sort of think c also
0: yeah uh next up is a very famous reprint exploration it's a one drop enchantment of green uh you may play an additional land on each of your turns that's a spicy meatball that's a spicy meatball it's this it's a spicy edh ball it's it's (laughs) definitely (laughs) a uh, commander staple yep Um, yeah
1: it's it's maybe not as good because you don't have the card draw that you would in right right um man but as a turn one play it's it's yeah borderline broken
0: yeah exactly and i find that very often uh in 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 conspiracy people are going to be making you discard cards and stuff so the faster you can get things out of your hand the better
1: there's parlay too so you yes. are going to draw like you know you're not going to draw a a whole lot more cards but you're mm-hmm. going to draw a few more cards than you normally would yeah and if those are lands like you know to be able to play them out rather than hold them is is good yeah, yeah i think it's good i don't think it's it's broken in uh in this yeah, set but definitely not um, I'll give it a C
0: yeah I'll give it a C plus
1: okay uh, next is Gamekeeper it's three and a green for a 2-2 elf Ugh. when Gamekeeper <laughs> dies you may exile it if you do reveal, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card put that card onto the battlefield and put all other cards revealed this way into your graveyard
0: I don't like putting things into my graveyard. I'll a lot. off. I much rather put it at the bottom of my library, especially
1: if they're not going to be creatures. Because creatures are the things that if you're like green and black, you're going to be able to get back. But right. it's not going to be creatures because if it was, you would just put that onto the battlefield, yeah. right?
0: It's gonna be lands or sorceries or instants. Yeah. You know? So
1: I, uh, especially yeah, in a format that's gonna go long, you might. We're already slightly worried about decking yourself. I mean, yeah. I, I
0: don't I, know. If I you had like brainstorm, it. yeah, I was gonna say exactly that. Brainstorm something to fix, uh, or you know, maybe even if you have righto Lantern, one of those cards that put cards back under your deck, but then then you're just—I think you're just asking for too much there.
1: Yeah, that's a big combo, right? Because yeah. you need Gamekeeper on the board, you need Brainstorm in hand, and you also need a big creature yeah. in hand
0: and a way to have it die. <laughs> yeah, true. So I, yeah. I I don't like this at all. I give yeah. it a
1: D. Yeah, that went downhill fast. I give yeah. it a I give it a D plus.
0: Nice. All right, Gnarled Pack is the kicker of the Greens. It's a one in a green for a two two, and you can multi kick it for one in a green as well. Uh, and there's the battlefield, which is a plus one, plus one counter for each time it was kicked. So for four, it's a three three. For six, it's a four four. It's a beast. Yeah, it's fine. Um, this is one of those cards that, like, if you
1: pair it up with the conspiracy cards, then it can be strong. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, it's just sort of fine, unexciting.
0: Yeah. I, I, you know, maybe and, you know this with, of course, Elvish aberration can do some damage, but yeah. I would just give this a, a C minus.
1: Yeah, I think C minus. Like, yeah, you have to have quite a few of them to put them in your deck. If yeah. you've only got one, it's not even probably worth it.
0: Yeah. Um, Howling
1: Wolf. It is two and two green for a two-two Wolf. When Howling Wolf enters the battlefield, you may search your library for up to three cards named Howling Wolf, reveal them, and put them into your hand. If you do so, shuffle your library. So it's just like the Screaming Seahawk.
0: But you can find up to three.
1: Yeah. So this is um this can be powerful if you get a lot of these. I see mm-hmm. these go pretty late. I always try and pick them up if I'm in green. Yeah. Again, if you pair it up with Conspiracy, all of a sudden. You, know, you could have
0: a cost for three for a 2 2, and you can you know, search your deck for all these exactly, sweet wolves.
1: Exactly. So uh, you know, I, I try and make that dream happen. And if it doesn't, then I'm okay with cutting them from my deck because uh, otherwise it's four mana for a 2 2. Mm-hmm. So I give this a C minus.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a C just because it has the ability to get paired up with other stuff. Maybe even a C plus if you get the right combos with it. Um, next up, Hunger of the Howl pack. It's a uh, one green for an instant. Uh, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. And if Morbid. Uh, put three plus one, plus one counters if a creature died this turn. So uh, it's it's a trick. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Echoing Courage You can, you can play it out of turn, you yeah. know. Uh, Echoing Courage is nice. I, I think Hunger of the Howl Pack is, is... It's just okay.
1: It's... Yeah. It's fine. I mean, it's the the counters stick around, I guess, which makes it in some ways better than yeah. Howl. But then it's just like an aura. Mm-hmm. You know, would you play an aura that flash give target creature plus one plus one or the morbid thing i i don't know i
0: drafted a lot of these in one draft and thought i I could double it with a conspiracy card and make it super effective you know put three put six six, yeah Yeah, and it it just no never worked (laughs) uh so you can't
1: do it that way then yeah
0: exactly so i mean i think it's it when it works, it would be awesome, but otherwise, I just don't like relying on that. Yeah. Um, and it,
1: anyways, it just takes one source of flashers to ruin your whole day. Yeah, exactly. You just exactly. invested like six cards, or you know, like three cards into one card. Yeah,
0: exactly. If you're if you're drawing conspiracies and doing all that stuff just for this one thing, and, and it, it can get shut down so quickly, then yeah, I give this C minus, maybe even a D plus.
1: Yeah, I give it a D. Oh, here's an exciting one. Oh yes, another Hydra reprint. Omnivore, another reprint.
0: Originally just from Commander, so you yeah. know it's a multiplayer card. Yep,
1: it's. Wow, these stats are crazy. It's four and two green for an 8-8 Hydra. That's six mana for an 8-8. That's already nuts. It's okay. (laughs) And it says, whenever Hydra Omnivore deals combat damage to an opponent, it deals that much damage to each other opponent. So if you connect with this for eight damage, it's doing eight damage to everybody. That is bonkers. Um, If you pair this up with something that gives us haste, like Fires of Yavimaya. Yep. Dude, if you do Fires of Yavamaya and then you sack the Fires and make it a 10-10, and you just nail somebody
0: for 10 and do 10 to everybody... Mm -hmm. Yeah, this card is an instant... And with those colors, you could also put out my favorite Bold War Intimidator. (laughs) (laughs) This card is
1: an instant, like... It has to be dealt with. Every other player at the table will suddenly have to absolutely help kill that. So, I mean,
0: it's got you know six heads flying around. It's it's dangerous.
1: It hits any, you know if it hits one person, it hits everybody. It's yeah. it's it's brutal. I mean, I think unfortunately it doesn't have trample. Yeah. it doesn't fly. It has no evasion itself. So it just by itself it doesn't do enough. You, well, you're not required
0: Unfortunately, it doesn't have. It. Yeah, otherwise you it breaking. doesn't have it. Yeah.
1: I mean, you need a traveler's cloak. You need to give it protection from creatures. You need something else to sort of put it into that a range yeah. for me still um, for
0: six for an eight eight it it's could still be, awesome it could yeah. be eight for an eight eight and this this text would be nuts yeah you know? it'd still be good so uh, it's it's great
1: i'm gonna give it a b plus just below bomb
0: yeah i'll give it a b plus too okay uh next up lead the stampede uh one of my more favorite i guess uh draw ish things mm-hmm. uh it's two and a green for a sorcery look at the top five cards of your library you may reveal any number of creature cards from among them and put them into your hand put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order hmm. so Thank goodness you don't discard everything. At yeah, the very, that at least, makes it better. You know, you can at least put them in the bottom. And, and I think a card like this is nice for multiplayer because you're going to need to draw cards at some point. True, and um, green doesn't have a lot of options for it. Yeah, so I, I think this is a solid option for green to do it. At the same time, it's chance. You know, there there is a chance you could just draw five lands, and that would just be the worst. Um, I mean, so- I think most of the time you're going to draw like what minimal one I, I guarantee at least one you're gonna I think.
1: draw two point something card yeah exactly creatures if you have like 17 creatures in your deck mm-hmm. and you're green so you're gonna have a lot
0: yeah um I, I think if you're in a parody situation this is nice you get a you know you get to accelerate your card draw and get the creatures that can help you win or block you know sort of push the tide in your favor uh if you're losing this can help too i'm not sure how good this is um you have
1: to build your deck too. You have to like yeah. if you have this in there maybe put on a you know don't put 14 creatures. Don't play this in a in a deck with only 13 creatures or 14 creatures. You yeah. want 16 17 18 17, creatures. Yeah, yeah. And,
0: and yeah, exactly. And you know maybe you want lower drops or whatever and uh, you know this with howling wolf is not so hot because now you put you know or maybe this cuz you can actually put some of the howling wolves at the bottom of your library. And you don't yeah. have to necessarily draw all them into I mean, your hands. I
1: mean, we talked about brainstorm with gamekeeper, so if you already have brainstorm or two, you can mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You can play this, pull one card, put two creatures down, play yeah. this. You know, you're going to draw two. Like, you can do some stuff. I don't know. I think it's okay.
0: I think it's okay. I, I do think it's the best sorcery. So, in that four green, uh, so I'll give it a C. I'm
1: going to go C minus. Next is Nature's Claim. It's one green for an instant. Destroy target artifact or enchantment. It's controller gains four life.
0: F, I don't care. Don't want it. Don't want to get you. <laughs> this don't. is
1: the card that I want somebody else to play in their deck, but not me. Right. Because when yeah. there's an enchantment that's out on the board, it usually is like hurting everybody. Yeah. So I want somebody else to waste a card on it.
0: Yeah. So killing an artifact's okay. I think that's the biggest deal here is is being able to rid yourself of a lurking automaton or whatever. So I, I could see that being nice, but giving them life at the same time is like, eh.
1: Yeah, I don't care about the life gain. I'm just worried about it. There's nothing out there that I care that much about. Again, yeah. I think, pay attention during the draft if there's a bunch of lurking automatons and stuff.
0: Yeah, and there are some big enchantments like Fire the Yamivawa, Yami and, and, and um, uh, there's another one that gives, unless you draw a card. I forget what it was every time a creature dies during someone's turn.
1: Yeah, yeah i don't know if that's even worth the kill well anyway um i don't give it an f though i mean you could play it i'll give it i'll give it a d d d i'm
0: with you all right palaka worm you've been
1: talking about this the whole time here we are no
0: palaka worm here it is here he is the big old worm he's a he's a four and three green so seven for a seven seven this guy's all about the lucky number seven he's a trample worm with uh when he enters the battlefield you gain seven life and when he dies you draw a card he's pretty great yeah, he's got you know he's got things that happen at all stages of the game. One, he can attack really well. He does stuff when he enters the battlefield, and he dies. He does stuff too.
1: I mean, he sucks early on because you can't yeah. even play him. But in general, like multiplayer is going to go long enough. You'll get him out. Seven yeah. man is not that daunting in multiplayer.
0: Mm. And I think a seven-seven is just a solid creature for seven. I and would... the trample is actually super relevant. Yeah, trample is amazing here. Uh, so I'll give this a B.
1: Yeah, I think I give Palaka Worm. I think I give it a B
0: yeah I just I don't think there are that many other especially if you're just playing um this is what green green. wants to do yeah Yeah. exactly wants to get a big fatty with trample out
1: that gains it some life and draws it a card yeah
0: yeah big dumb creatures
1: okay plummet plummet is uh one in a green for an instant it says destroy target creature with flying now, in a lot of sets, this card's not that great because it seems very right. conditional. But the flyers in this set are really strong, and green yeah. has a very tough time with them. Mm-hmm. So this is basically like a sword to of shares for the green deck.
0: Yeah, being able to get rid of a giant yeah. Rayadon In general, there's this. nothing
1: on the ground that's really going to scare you too much because mm-hmm. you're green. You've got the biggest stuff on the ground. So Yeah,
0: or the most stuff, too. You just have tokens everywhere or whatever. But that, that
1: scourge of the throne, and the, there's all kinds of cards in the air that you're scared of. Yeah, um,
0: even screaming seahawks. You yeah, know, if yeah exactly
1: or apex hawks that got kicked yeah 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 you just don't have a lot of ways to deal with that so i think in this set you need these i would maybe even run two of these mm-hmm. in my deck if i had
0: them so i'm gonna give it a c yeah i, I think c is a fair grade for that um again depending on the meta just making sure you know you know you'll see the cards that go around if there are a lot of really scary flyers and you're playing green you're going to want to pull a pul- plummet or two
1: there's going to be a lot of scary flyers yeah. earlier
0: just- rather than later Um, next up predator is howl it's a three in the green for an instant uh put a two two green wolf token creature on the battlefield morbid put three two two green wolf creatures on the token instead of a creature died this turn i think that's great you get six damage total for four mana and there are three different creatures so you could chump block for three different guys yeah it's an instant yeah it's an instant
1: yeah it's six power and toughness for four mana is pretty good also Mm -hmm. if you're already in a token deck you might have intangible virtue it's good with echoing truth yeah Uh, yeah definitely yeah i like this card Um, yeah i give it a c plus yeah give it a i give it a c yeah provoke it's uh one and a green for an instant untap target creature you don't control that creature blocks this turn if able draw a card nice it's sort of a clunky green removal spell i guess
0: Um, you can combine it with you know like hey you have to block i'm going to swing at you with this fatty you have to he's gonna die you know it's true or
1: even when somebody else is attacking somebody else mm-hmm. you can untap one of the creatures like you're not even really involved in combat but you can make them block with the creature that you want to kill right right
0: um i think it's great for doing something with like a you know could you imagine if you had your Worm swing at red dom ringer and you forced her to block oh brutal <laughs> such as yeah that person would not be very happy with you brutal um i do like that it draws you a card too
1: exactly so it can never be that bad because at the very worst it just cycles you through your deck yeah for two mana um yeah, so I think that it's always going to be playable because even a card that just said, you know, pay two mana, draw a card, it, you know, that's just going to
0: make your deck smaller. Mm-hmm. So um, what do you give it? I'm going to give it a C minus. i C-. I'm with you, C-. minus. Yeah. Realm Seekers. All right, here's the plus uh, the plus one, plus one counter, guys, for green. It's a four and two greens, so six total. Realm Seekers enters the battlefield with X plus one, plus one counters it, on it where X is the total number of cards in all players' hands. Hmm. And for two and a green, you can remove a counter from him, search your library for a land card, reveal it, put it in your hand, and shuffle your library. Not a huge fan of the second ability. The first ability, you're definitely going to get a big guy.
1: Yeah, I think you're going to get an efficient creature. like Especially in multiplayer, where people just don't play out all their threats like mm-hmm. as they could. So they by turn six or seven or eight, where you have six mana, yeah. they're holding cards that in 1v1 they probably would have already played. Yeah. So people just tend to have more cards in their hand. So I can see this easily being like a 16, 16-ish yeah. if, you're, if you've are if got four people in play yeah. for and you, six. And you also
0: have ramp as green, so you're going to be able to play it earlier with some more cards in the Shoot, deck. Can
1: you imagine you play it on turn four, four or yeah, five? five yeah. It could be a 20, 20. Yeah, which would be um, pretty vicious. That is pretty bonkers.
0: Yeah, the go and find land is like, eh, fine. Yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel like if you are, you can fix with it, mm-hmm. you know, but at that point by turn five or six, you hopefully shouldn't have to be fixing. Yeah, true. Um, yeah that's
1: true uh but you know you could i, I mean how good is like a 12 12 for six pretty good
0: great anything good. That's anything a b. that's over six is yeah so it's a b it's a b
1: yeah i think it's a b because the ability i'm just not even going to worry about it. i mean i might use it once in a while but i'm definitely not playing the card because of that ability right right okay relic crush it's four and a green for an instant it says destroy target artifact or enchantment and up to one other target artifact or enchantment this is a little better I think than nature's uh was that nature's claim yeah um, because at least you get two things yeah uh it's and
0: appro- you can do it to two different people yeah. it's yeah.
1: approaching playable I still think I'd rather that somebody else at the table played this card yeah it's and got five. Rid of for me.
0: it's five yeah. I, I don't I don't want to play this I give it a C minus maybe yeah. a d plus D plus I'm with you d plus yeah respite respite one in a green an instant prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn you gain one life for each attacking creature
1: uh fog here we are there's (laughs) always a fog
0: i personally really like this card you do i think this is the card you hold in your hand until it's 1v1 they swing for lethal you turn the entire game around and you win because of it
1: but it it, that just that situation doesn't always come up (sighs) well we're gonna disagree about this one i I just don't like fog effects fog variants um yeah i just think like there's too often when you're holding this card and all it does is buy you one turn but if you were if you would just play a able to play a creature then you would right. have bought yourself more than one turn right yeah what do you yeah you know? i mean
0: i just i i uh, i think if you're if it's really easy to use this and have someone make a mistake you know like all right full swing like all right there's a 10 creatures we're both at like six life perfect
1: it's true people do alpha a little bit more yeah. in EDA, in and, and, uh, sorry multiplayer
0: and you can leave all your guys up you don't even need to block you know you don't need to trade off or anything it's
1: only going to work though once you get down to 1v1 the whole rest of the game yeah. it's not useful to you
0: the thing is i often find the way that with my play styles i'm so on the defensive and usually not aggroing that that i need to have that one turn to uh-huh. win so it, it it has come up a couple of times where i'm like if i only had a respite in my deck <laughs> well yeah but that doesn't you
1: know, mean yeah okay yeah. I don't think that necessarily means that's good because what about all the other times that you wouldn't even got to the point where you need the respite because you're it's true. Or respite because you're holding respite in your hand instead of a creature that you needed to play out. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: True. Uh, I give it a D. Yeah, I'll give it a C minus.
1: All right. Well, we're not that far apart. Yeah. Uh, Sakura tribe elder. It's a one in a green for a one one. It says sacrifice Sakura tribe elder. Search your library for a basic land card. Put that card onto the battlefield tapped and then shuffle your library so this is um it's fixing it's ramp a lot of times you can get a free block out of it you just block mm-hmm. and sack uh i like this card
0: yeah it's great uh it's it's definitely it's best when you can fix your mana um i think this is an auto included in any green deck uh, if you can at least grab one mm-hmm. uh, two maybe and if you're feeling feeling frisky
1: yeah any two and more gets a little risky because you definitely don't want to draw this on turn seven
0: yeah oh yeah this is the worst card to get late game yeah. um yeah, you know, I'll, I'll give it a
1: C. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a C also, especially since I love to play three and four colors and this allows me to do that.
0: Definitely. All right, next up, scaled worm. Boring. Seven and the green, eight for a seven six, eight seven, six, eight, seven, six. I don't care.
1: Eight mana seven six. Eight mana seven six. I mean it's never completely unplayable because you're eight's still a lot in multiplayer, but mm-hmm. it's gonna do something. Yeah.
0: It will be a big blocker for you, but it doesn't have flying. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have reach. Um I might uh, I might play one. Yeah. Maybe. I, yeah. I'll take Spore Cap Spider of this any day.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, D plus? D. Oh, wow. Selvala's Charge. This is the green rousing the spirits. It's um, four and a green for a sorcery. It says, parlay. Each player reveals the top card of his or her library. For each nonline card revealed this way, you put a 3 3 green elephant creature token onto the battlefield. Then each player draws a card. Oh, my goodness. This can be bonkers. This is another yeah. card where it's really important to know how many people are playing in your pod. Mm-hmm. If it's four, or God forbid, five. I mean, for five mana, you could get nine power and toughness out. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just you could you could get all five people too. Yeah, yeah. If uh, you get five three threes off of this, I mean oh my gosh
0: that's incredible it's crazy you could kill someone in one turn with that much damage yeah that's crazy yeah i'm a big fan of this card um i think it's one of the best parlay ones um even more than the one that you get tokens
1: you mean the 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 spirit tokens yeah i like the spirits a little better but this is still awesome
0: i mean three three green elephants give them give them give them you know make them buffer you got five fives yeah if you got intangible virtue
1: or you got echoing truth like all of a sudden you just
0: you just go to town. You can
1: literally kill somebody the next turn if you if you have that, like, echoing courage and yeah. you got five of them.
0: Yeah, exactly. They're, I mean, it's always scary to have one big thing swing at you. It's even scary to have five big things swing at you because yeah. you have to have blockers. And even if you don't kill them, chances are they're all going to, all their blockers are going to die trying to save their lives anyway.
1: It's a good card. I'm going to give it a B-. minus. Yeah,
0: I'll give it a B- too. All right next up we got selvala's enforcer three in a green it's a 2-2 creature F warrior you parlay When It enters the battlefield each player reveals the top card of his or her library for each non-land card you get a plus one plus one counter on selvala's enforcer then each player draws a card uh nothing new here i don't think this is the best um, but you know you can get a 4-4 for four i think Maybe it's a fine five-five. if
1: you're playing with four players total then on average it'll be a 4-4 yeah, sometimes it'll be a three-three. Yeah, you and could just do worse. It's not awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. And just keep in mind, you're always you, everyone's drawing a card when this happens, so it, it can be a bad thing. It can be a good thing too if you need cards. But
1: yeah, I think you're drawing a card too, so it's fine. Yeah, like that doesn't hurt you in any way. Yeah,
0: everyone just kind of accelerates at the same rate, and, and multiplayer games kind of need that to be honest, because they can take forever otherwise.
1: Well, no, I, like I said earlier, it also is a mechanic that helps everybody draw more land, so nobody just sits there with no land. Yeah, which sucks in multiplayer more than it does in regular Magic. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give him a C minus. Yeah, I give us a C minus two. Okay. Spore cap spider. It's two and a green for a one five spider, as most spiders do. It has reach, so it can yep. block creatures with flying.
0: I, I think this is one of the most underrated best card. It's it's green. so
1: necessary because green only has a couple of cards that deal with flyers at all. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and this and is one of them. Yeah.
0: And really the only thing that can kill it as a flyer is like a pristine angel.
1: Yeah, scourge of the throne. I mean, of the throne, so yeah. you need a you need a mythic rare to get through it.
0: Yeah, otherwise you're just blocking. You know, like two two flyers. Yeah, and you can and you can block for days. Um, so I really like this. Uh, I think spore cap spider is my favorite green creature outside of palaka worm. Uh, I'd give it a C plus.
1: Yeah, I'm with you C plus because the way the green deck usually loses is to flyers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's usually not scared of anything, but all of a sudden it just can't handle all that flying crap.
0: Yeah. Next up... Awesome card. Awesome card. Awesomest card. Reprint. Squirrel nest. One, two, three 2, mana total. 1 and 2 green. Uh, enchant land. Enchanted land has tap it. Put a 1, 1 green squirrel to- creature token onto the battlefield.
1: It's crazy how powerful this is. I mean, this thing can mm-hmm. just take over the game.
0: Yeah. You can always have a chump blocker no matter what.
1: And if nobody's attacking you, then all of a sudden you're just stocking up squirrels. Six, seven, eight squirrels. If you have 8 squirrels and you drop Intangible Virtue... <laughs> Or you have an equine ec- yeah. courage, courage in your hand, yeah, or that yeah. trumpet blast. I mean, so many things can happen, and you just blow people out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's funny because they're squirrels, and everyone loves squirrels. They they, there's a reason that this card is also like a dollar, whatever uncommon. It, it's just a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it's a fun card. It's super powerful. Yeah. It's just like you know, basically for for one mana, you're creating a token every turn. Like, mm-hmm. it's very powerful. Um. Oh, here's a good one. Um, oh yes. Next is terastodon it is eight mana six and two green for a nine nine elephant baller it's already huge when terastodon enters the battlefield you may destroy up to three target non-creature permanents for each permanent put into a graveyard this way its controller puts a three three green elephant creature token onto the battlefield nice so there's a couple ways this can go you can like destroy three of your own lands Mm -hmm. and make and get 18 power and toughness out of the battlefield. Just go to town. Otherwise you can destroy key things that other people have. Now you can't take out creatures, but you can take out a key land or key Mm -hmm. artifact or enchantment. And and they basically get a three, three elephant for it. Sometimes you'll want to do that. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. So wrecking lands, I think is, is by far it's most powerful. Depends.
1: I think in, in multiplayer, it's not as powerful because they're just going to have excess mana, but uh, yeah, it just depends on the board state. The, the, the great thing about this card is it's versatility. Yeah. But putting 18 power and toughness onto your side Mm -hmm. on turn eight. And being able to kill things. Yeah. But, well, to put 18 on your side, you'd have to kill your own lands. Right, Right. But, oh, no, I'm down to um, five lands. But I (laughs) put 18 power and toughness out. Like, you you can just win a lot of times if you do that.
0: Yeah, yeah. This card is a win, win, win. Uh, Win more if you're winning. Uh, Win more if you're in parity. Win more if you're losing. It it can change the dynamic of the game just because up to three target. And you don't even have to do it, right? Yeah. So uh, it's great. I give this a straight A because it's fun.
1: Yeah, I'm going to give it an A minus only because if you, I mean, it's not always going to just... Like, sometimes you're going to cast this, and then yeah. they're just going to fly over the top and kill you.
0: True, true. I guess it's not as good as Scourge when it comes down to it. Yeah, so yeah. because
1: it doesn't have Evasion on its own. It doesn't have Haste. It just... As soon as it lands, you need one more turn until right. you can do stuff with it. So. Right. Yeah.
0: Okay, maybe an A-minus then. Still awesome. Yeah, still awesome. All right, next up is another rare Briar Elemental. It's two and two greens, so four total. For a 4-4 creature that you can multi-kick for only one green. Uh, and when it enters the battlefield, you're going to put a 2-2 green wolf creature token on the battlefield for each time it was kicked. Uh, So this is, yeah, this is great. Um, Early game, it's great. You just get a 4-4-4 uh late game it's incredible when you get a four 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 and then like six you know wolves or whatever yeah
1: if you have if you have nine mana then you're getting what five two two wolves with it yeah that's insanity that's like 14 power and toughness for nine mana. yeah i mean exactly. it's almost Terastodon level
0: yeah the only thing is you just have to have a lot of force for it so that's yeah. that's the only thing to be wary of if you're splashing green wolf fire elemental obviously is much less powerful you
1: can't even splash it it costs two green to cat and it's casting cost yeah, too yeah exactly um This is a super good card. Also, again, it creates tokens. We Mm -hmm. have Echoing Courage. We got Intangible Virtue. We have things that can, like, pump all our tokens. Tokens up, yeah. So, So, yeah, I can see a turn eight where you cast this. You get four 2-2 Green Wolf tokens. And now you attack the next turn, and you Echoing Courage, and you do, what, 16 damage, just like that like
0: boom yep yep especially if they don't block right uh then a lot of that's getting through you know i think uh, a neckling encourage is coming on the way yeah yeah so that's that's a solid b plus i agree with you there yep b plus
1: okay and the last green card wrap in vigor it's uh one in a green for an instant regenerate each creature you control Wow yeah.
0: I think this would be good if you know that a um uh, like one of those red burn spells is going around there's one that can do three damage to each creature mm-hmm. so if you know that you know you're gonna put a lot of tokens out and someone can wipe them all off the board at the same time then sure you know toss one of these in your deck actually there's a good point if you pay attention during
1: the draft you see a route go by and mm-hmm. then you see a couple of the red wraths go by or right. whatever then maybe at that point it would be worth it. Right, um, like there's nothing
0: better than someone routing, especially like instant speed thing. He's got everyone, and then you wrap in vigor, and uh-huh. then you're you're uh-huh. on the board with all your. I think stuff. you would have to know there's a couple of those out there. Yeah. So yeah, I still think it's not great. I,
1: I'd give it a D plus.
0: Yeah, I give it a D. I give it a D. So all what do you right. think of green.
1: I think I, I like green. I think green's pretty strong. I would have it tied with black, or even maybe slightly
0: ahead of black. Mm-hmm. Um, I think green's, green's got amazing creatures on the ground, yeah, but, exactly. but no flyers. But spore cap spider, I think, really fills up that. That uh, that whole You need to nice pair site. it
1: with something that can deal with flyers pretty well or else you need to get a lot of spore caps and a couple plummets. Yeah, um, precisely. But it is strong and, and green in general is is strong in draft just because like playing out big threats that people have to deal with. I mean, sometimes they just can't deal with them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. On to
1: multicolored.
0: Yeah. This is the starting flashy, exciting off, stuff. Yeah. Starting off with Bassandra Battle Seraph, which is, uh, I believe, a reprint from Commander as well uh it's a uh, five total three and a red and a white for a four four with flying and she simply says players can't cast spells during combat and for one red she can ta- uh make a target creature attack this turn if able
1: so it's basically like those heckling guys but she costs one less and then yeah she's also a four four flyer it's yeah nothing like the heckling guys actually i take it back yeah <laughs> four four flyers are really powerful in this format there's just not a lot of stuff that can do anything about them and And stopping
0: combat tricks is really nice too uh it stops you from doing it as well but you know to be honest if you're building a deck around this kind of thing then you don't really need combat tricks to win true um yeah she's great i I think she's awesome i think she's really good also in the calia deck yeah because you can force people to tap down and then you can swing for free i mean if she
1: was just a four four flyer for five she'd be almost just as good yeah
0: so b plus
1: B+, plus, I'm with you. Next one is Brago, King Eternal. It's a white, a blue, and two for a legendary creature spirit, two for flying. When Brago, King Eternal deals combat damage to a player, exile any number of target non-land permanents you control, then return those cards to the battlefield under their owner's control. So it flickers them, uh, a mechanic that's near and dear to my heart. Yeah. It's
0: tough in this format. I, Jimmy, you've m- managed to pull it off uh, one time that I remember. I did. I did. And it was only because someone didn't have flying. Yeah. Um, And I was able to reset my Castelli Soulbinders. After um, you
1: made a couple of tokens or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it was, you know, it was fun, but it didn't really do. It, it wasn't, wasn't like
1: broken stuff that were like, oh
0: my God. Nothing's broken. I think four mana for a two four flying is is all right too. It's good. You know, it's flying at the very least. Uh, the, the thing is, it's because it's a multicolored spell. You have to be in those colors to even draft it in the first place. Mm-hmm. So it's slightly more limiting that way. Um, I don't know. I, I guess
1: I, you could splash it if you had to, if you were playing blue already or yeah, red already. Unless you
0: have a lot of creatures that really benefit from him, though. Like glimmer point stag would be fun because you can bounce something else, you know. But uh, for the most part, I, I don't really see him being that great.
1: Yeah, you'd have to have some stuff with enter the battlefield. There's not a lot of them. Um,
0: yeah, he's an EDH card. Basically, um, he's
1: a two four flyer for four. What's that worth? I'd say it's a
0: C plus. Yeah, C+. Okay. All right, Dak Faden, our one and only Planeswalker in this entire set. Um, he's very cheap. He's one, a blue, and a red, so three total. And he comes in with three loyalty points. And his first ability is plus one. Target player draws two cards and discards two cards. His second ability, minus two, gain control of target artifact. Hmm. And his third ability, his ultimate, minus six, you get an emblem with. Whenever you cast a spell that targets one or more permanents, gain control of those permanents.
1: Oh, that last one's awesome.
0: Yeah, that last one is great. It's never going to happen in Unlimited. Uh, <laughs> actually,
1: you know, it, it could. It could. It could. I think once you get to about five, you, everyone's going to attack you.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think he's great. Um, uh, I don't know if he's the best for the format. Um, I think... He's waiting for a deck to come along and, and make him broken, but he's it's not there yet. And I, I would take him in the draft, and I'd put him in there. But
1: I mean, you're going to draft him just because he's yeah. to, just because he's worth money. Um, yeah,
0: and you can drawing two cards and discarding two cards is great. You know why not?
1: Yeah, exactly. Planeswalkers are always good. It's just how good. Yeah, but in limited, planeswalkers are always good. I mean, I think you uh, you just try and ultimate him up. I mean, I guess if there's an artifact out there you want, you take it. Yeah. Like somebody's lurking automaton or something otherwise
0: uh, being able to potentially draw two cards and discard two cards for two turns in a row is pretty good yeah good enough um i give, give him, a, him a b yeah i give him a b maybe a b plus on a good day
1: i've seen him we've seen him get out and that person didn't suddenly take control of the game it's yeah. just a it's a good card but it's not like oh my it's not like Scourge of the throne
0: or something right. i didn't even realize this but this next card has dak in it yeah he's
1: shooting him with blue stuff or something is that grenzo Oh, that does look like Grenzo. Oh the card by the way is called Dax <laughs> Dax duplicate. It's a uh, blue and a red and two for a shape sh- a zero zero shapeshifter. you may have Dax duplicate enter the battlefield as a copy of any creature on the battlefield except it gains haste and dethrone. So it's a clone variant yeah. Uh, but it gets Dethrone and Haste.
0: I think this is actually one of the better uh, cloning cards.
1: Yeah, this is better than a normal clone for sure because yeah. all those other uh, abilities are just, gra- Are just you know, yeah. Dethrone and Haste are just gravy. You don't have to use them. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, they're always strong in multiplayer. Uh, you, you want, if you you know, if you're in these colors and someone else has drafted uh, Rhea or any other huge bomb Mm -hmm. you want Dax Duplicate
1: yeah for sure I think you want him anyway like he's always going to be the best thing on the battlefield plus one because Mm -hmm. he's going to come in you're going to attack the person with the most life with him he's got haste so he's it's actually one of the few clones that comes in as better than the clone the the thing that I so and can attack as
0: well because most clones do not have haste yeah I give him a B plus yeah I give him a B plus too okay All right, death Reap ritual i like this card a lot me too uh it's a two and a black and a green so four total and it's just an enchantment with morbid at the beginning of each end step if a creature died this turn you may draw a card uh, in a in a limited game, when you need to get through your deck and have the best hand, this card is, is bonkers. And in
1: multiplayer, like because everyone's turn, like you can draw two, three cards mm-hmm. uh,
0: in between it's the end of your turn and the beginning of it. Yeah, they happen a lot.
1: Yeah, I pick this up often. I've splashed it before. Uh, card draw is just so powerful. Yeah,
0: if you're yeah. in these colors, you you have to play this.
1: Also, um, if you got like a squirrel's nest, like I just can you can start attacking oh, yeah. with one squirrel just so it dies, so you can draw a card. Like mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it, it's it's pretty powerful. Yeah, um, what do you give it? I'm gonna give it a B minus. B minus. I'm with you. All right. Cool. Next is Decimate. It is a red, a green, and two. It's a sorcery. It says destroy target artifact, target creature, target enchantment, and target land. So first thing you have to have four. You have to have all four targets. Yeah. So if there's no enchantment in play, you can't cast it. If there's yep. no artifact in play, you can't cast it.
0: Definitely going to be creatures and lands, but yeah. Yeah. And it's better in multiplayer. There's, you know, there's four players, other players. You're probably going to have these things out. But enchantments, there just aren't that many in this set that I think people are going to play.
1: I definitely think there's cool you know, somewhere around 30% of the time, you're going to look at the board and you can't cast it because it's either not an artifact or not an enchantment.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and does it really help you out that much if you get rid of all these other random things that make people hate you? Yeah,
1: you may have to be like, well, what I really want to do is kill that creature. But in order to do that, I also have to kill this person's artifact and this person's enchantment. You yeah. know, it's like, okay. That's not good. I'd just rather have a removal spell. I mean, sometimes you just don't have that option. There, You just don't have that removal spell. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just really clunky. Uh i think you can play it because it does destroy stuff a, a creature specifically it's just super clunky i'm gonna give it a c minus
0: yeah i'll give it a, i'll give it a steep plus <laughs> with, I just with can't, disdain i just can't see it happening <laughs> yeah enough you know yeah um here's another reprint demir doppelganger it's a one and a blue and a black which is actually a really good color combo in this set um it comes into play as a zero two, 2, and for 1, a blue, and a black. Again, you can exile target creature card from a graveyard. It becomes a copy of that card and gains this ability. So you can um, keep switching it. You, you can, can keep switch switching it again it. later when yeah, something better dies. As many times as you want, yeah. So, and you get to exile the card as well. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you can't switch back to it most times because that card will be gone forever. Yep. Um, it's just another clone card. I don't think it's as good as Dax Duplicate. And uh, in general, I don't think it's a, a as strong of a clone as any of the number of them.
1: I don't know. I think in some ways it can be stronger, though, because you can play it out on turn 3. Yeah. And then they play something something more powerful. It has to die. The powerful thing has to die though. Yeah. That's... But you can upgrade it as the game goes along, mm-hmm. which i it's not as good as Dax Duplicate, I agree, but it does have some power there. Yeah. Um I would give it a C plus. Yeah. I will give it a C plus too. I like that. Okay. Next is Edric, Spy Master of Trest. Ooh, commander. <laughs> it's one a green and a blue for a legendary elf rogue, two two. Whenever a creature deals combat damage to one of your opponents, its controller may draw a card. This is an interesting card because it works for your opponents too. So if one of your opponents ta- attacks one of your other opponents, yeah. that opponent gets to draw a card. Yep. But what it does is it disincentivizes anybody from attacking you because if they hit you, they don't draw any cards. Yeah. So it sort of warps the whole table in this weird way.
0: Yeah, everyone wants to attack everyone else at this point. Edric is being the spy master he is to, you know pull all
1: the puppet strings yeah
0: he's you know he's sort of like Littlefinger right now he's, he's making everyone else do what he wants but at let's the same time let's call him Littlefinger from now on yeah he's like Littlefinger but yeah. he doesn't get any cards of his own uh, unless you're attacking other people you know so yeah. you can deal but at the same time you know you are giving everyone else card advantage and that might may come to haunt you in the long run but I don't know. You know, I, I you like have to build
1: things into your deck so that you know things with them blockable or, or yeah. swamp walk, island walk, whatever, or give things flying. You, you are in blue, so you have the chance to do that. Yep. So ma- hopefully, maybe you can take advantage of that more than anybody else. Yeah, I think um, he's super strong though.
0: He's great. He's just a great fun card, and he really affects the board state. A little finger. Yeah, I give him a B, B plus maybe B plus. I give him a B. Yeah, I, li- I just like that he can stop you from taking damage for a long time. As long yeah, as he is cool. Yeah, next up we got Extract from Darkness. Uh it's a 3 a blue and a black for 5 total. It's a sorcery. Each player puts the top two cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard, then put a creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. Interesting. It's expensive. Yeah, it's really expensive. And it's I wish risky. it was more than two
1: cards. Yeah.
0: Um the thing is you don't even have to necessarily do no, the card that's discarded with that's this, true. right? So there could be something else huge in the graveyard. Then you get it. Um, yeah, so it's kind of got that Demir Doppelganger thing. Uh, so you you can just steal one thing, you know? And I, mm-hmm. I, I like that. Um, but I think it's a little too expensive. Um,
1: yeah, I wish it wasn't so expensive. And it is conditional. There will be some number of times when you look around and there's nothing good in the graveyard, and you're like, yeah. do I risk it? Do I risk it? Do I hope they flip over something big in the top two cards? I mean, let's say it was top four cards. Mm-hmm. I'd be way more apt to play it. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, but I just think, though, it, you don't play this too often. Um, and, and this is a limited format you know if you're drafting this isn't a great card to draft yeah people aren't going to be dropping bombs in their graveyards very often
1: especially in turn five
0: yeah but you know in the long game in the late game this could be valuable it's
1: actually a decent top deck on turn nine or ten maybe yeah
0: potentially but Even if, then
1: you don't know it is it yeah. might be
0: the worst thing that could happen though is that someone's best creature goes in the graveyard and then they die that same turn and extract from darkness no longer lets you do anything
1: well what if you take their creature and then they die later doesn't that creature still go away
0: uh, i believe so yeah so i mean it it I don't know. It's a double-edged sword. I I don't like it too much, so I'm going to give it a C-. I'm
1: with you. C-. Uh, Next is a card we mentioned a few times, Fires of Yavimaya. It's uh, red, green, and one for an enchantment. It says, Creatures you control have haste. Sacrifice Fires of Yavimaya. Target creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. So it's an anthem effect that gives all your creatures haste. Mm -hmm. And you can use it as a combat trick to give, like, a mini giant growth when you need to. Um, It's okay. Yeah,
0: it's okay. These universal haste cards always end up costing about three. Uh, You'll rarely see it under that, um, unless, like, it's, like, Emblem of the Warmind, which does it for two, but then enchants a creature. Uh, You know, again, haste isn't the most powerful thing in this set. Um, It's always nice in 1v1 because it's huge, but... And you're always attacking in 1v1. If you have an
1: opening, you're attacking. But in in, in, uh, multiplayer, often you see an opening, but you don't take it because it it leaves you open.
0: Yeah, so I I would give this a C-. I am...
1: I'm with you. C-.
0: Yeah. All right, next up is Flame Right. It's a red and a white for a 1-1 creature human advisor. Uh, You can pay one and tap it to put a 1-1 colorless construct artifact creature token with defender onto the battlefield. Sentinel, anybody? Uh, you can also <laughs> tap it do sacrifice a creature with Defender, and Flamerite deals one damage to target creature or player. So this is definitely a... Uh, she's got two abilities. One is to start pumping people out, and the other one is a nice little response. You know, mm-hmm, in response mm-hmm. to, I can do one damage to you, and then the thing that was blocking, whatever, now dies because it takes one extra damage. Um, I think she's powerful. I think she's really good because you can put colorless constructs with Defenders out. So yeah, anything that blockers. just creates
1: a a token yeah. uh, constantly like yeah and if if you have like two or three Vent Sentinels she's bonkers oh my
0: gosh yeah she goes out of the control yeah with the Vent Sentinel deck
1: I mean if you got her early she's you could build around her mm-hmm. you know um, I like her even if you're not a Vent Sentinel deck though just like being able to block forever for one mana is pretty powerful and especially like if, if you if, they aren't, if nobody's taking care of those tokens every turn, if you get, like, five, six, seven of them, like, built up, oh, you start pinging, and she's pr- she's pretty strong. Mm-hmm. I like her a lot. I'm going to say uh, B minus.
0: B minus? Yeah. I- I'll give her a C plus unless you're playing Ven Sentinel, then I think she's just an auto. In the well, then she's a B plus or an A. Yeah, yeah Sentinel. exactly.
1: Like. Grenzo, Dungeon Warden. Black, red, and X. He's a 2-2 goblin rogue. Grenzo enters the battlefield with X plus 1 plus 1 counters on it. So if you pay... Uh, a black, a red, and four, he'll be a 6-6. Six, six. Nice. And then another ability, you can tap two mana and put the bottom card of your library into your grave graveyard. If it's a creature card with power less than or equal to Grenzo's power, put it onto the battlefield. So what do you think of this
0: guy? Uh, highly conditional. Bank a deck around him. Um, at the same time, I love him in a deck that runs the colors because... This helps you pump out guys faster, mm-hmm. and I, I did play Grenzo once, and I was able to get like three or four creatures out um, because you can tap for it awesome. and do it twice. Yep. You know, it's not you just this, tap him. Yeah, you don't tap for it, so it's cool because he's you know he, he's very flavorful. He's digging from the bottom of your library into your graveyard, uh, and, and to be honest, you're not going to see those cards anyway. Um, you know, very rarely are you going to get down to having like five cards in your in your deck. Uh, I've only played a couple of Conspiracy games, and those went extra long because no one was attacking. You know, Grenzo kind of forces the game even to go then, faster. Even then, we didn't deck ourselves. Yeah, exactly. He forces the game to go faster, and uh, he gets fun stuff out. And for the most part, you don't even have to buff him up that much. I, I made him a 4-4, and he was able to put out almost everything in my graveyard. Or yeah, that's long true. Long you don't need
1: to make him bigger than he needs yeah. to be. That's smart. Um, I think there's certain other cards, like Ruin Servitor... Uh, mm-hmm. The canal dredger that put cards, creature cards from your graveyard into the bottom of your library. If you get this guy early,
0: you can draft those cards. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> you can draft around him. I, I give him a B minus because I think there's things you can do that are fun
1: with Mana Geyser. He's pretty broken too. Oh um, yeah, definitely. You, you could... can bring him out, give him a bunch of counters, Jeez. but don't use all that matter to give him counters. Use yeah. half of it to you know use his ability, uh, you know, five times and, and look at the bottom five cards of your library. I mean, you could potentially with a Mana Geyser and him you know put out like him and three creatures yeah and he'd is... still be like in a, you know nine nine
0: yeah and at that point it's like things things get broken up you know
1: i give him a what would you give him
0: uh i gave him a b minus
1: yeah i have c written down but that cannot be right i'm gonna give him uh a... i'm gonna give him b minus also
0: you talk me into it nice next up magister of worth it's four a white and a black it's a flying angel it's got will of the council and it's a four four All right. Will of the Council. When Magister of Worth enters the battlefield, starting with you, each player votes for Grace or Condemnation. If Grace gets more votes, each player returns each creature card from his or her graveyard to the battlefield. If Condemnation gets more votes or the vote is tied, destroy all creatures other than Magister of Worth. Ooh, boy.
1: This is a very powerful card. It's a little bit swingy. You'd have to build your deck so that you make sure you have creature cards in your graveyard to really maximize this card. Or you just wait to play it until you're it's you and one other person, you're down to one v one, and then you can make sure that you wrath everything except Magister of Worth stays out. Yeah. It's super powerful in that instance. I mean if you're the if you're the only guy standing with
0: a four four flyer, you're in a great position. Yeah, right? exactly.
1: Everything else gets destroyed and you got a four four flyer. I like your chances.
0: yeah, um, I like your chances a lot. Uh if you have a really strong board and then you play Magister of Worth sucky because you don't want to play this late in the game you know
1: but if you have a strong board you're already in good position you don't need yeah. to be playing
0: stuff i think very rarely are people going to vote for grace because <laughs> there's nothing scarier than seeing everyone else get all their creatures out it, true but it, in the case
1: gamble. where yeah exactly in the case where you know at that point everyone's going to look at their graveyards and try and determine like if that's advantageous or not mm-hmm. um
0: I-, I like her yeah i, I, think I mean just... at the
1: very least she's a six mana 4-4 flyer yeah totally so i give her a b
0: yeah i'll give her a b too maybe a b plus if you're in the colors and you can play it at the right time i think timing with her is very important gotcha
1: here's a familiar one marchessa
0: Ah. the black
1: rose we talked about her at length in episode one yeah uh she is grixis and one so blue black red and one legendary human wizard three three she has dethrone she says other creatures you control have dethrone interesting Whenever a creature you control with a plus one, plus one counter on it dies, return that card to the battlefield under your control at the beginning of the next end step. So that's just she recurs all your dudes that have plus one, plus one counters. It's bonkers and limited. It's just broken.
0: Here's the thing. You're going to be able to attack every round with all of your guys because you know they're coming back. Yeah, Yep. Or you can do things like sack
1: them and they come back. Yeah, exactly. She is just bonkers, bonkers. Yeah,
0: if you find – you know, ideally you pick her up in the first pack – yeah and, and you then can... you build the whole deck around her. Yep. Um because there's so many cards that people aren't going to draft like to sacrifice the sacrifice creature and do this or whatever. Like yeah. now you can with Marchesa, you know.
1: She's awesome. She's a stone cold bomb. She's yeah. a, she's an A.
0: Straight A for me yeah. too. Yeah. Marchesa Smuggler, uh it's a blue and a bl- uh, blue and a red, so she's, you know, or he is a, a part of Marchesa's gang. Uh he's a 1/1 with the throne, uh and his ability is for one a blue and a red. Target creature you control gains haste until end of turn and can't be blocked this turn. I think that that ability is just this guy surprised me. Yeah, yeah, it's Uh, just out of control, good right there.
1: Yeah, you can do it to himself and he's got dethroned, so he can start growing. But even better, you can just start doing it to your other stuff. Mm -hmm. And like we've said a a bunch of times so far, like unblockable in the later game and once a player is like super powerful, it allows you to sort of punch through damage that you know nobody else can do because the board's pretty locked up.
0: Yeah, seriously, I, I dig that a lot. Um. I'd give him a, a B. I'd give him a C plus. Yeah. I, I could see myself putting him in, just because I also lost the game to him. And yeah. <laughs> I, I, I value him much more highly now.
1: Uh, okay, here's a big one. Mirari's Wake. Ah, nice. It's uh, green, a white, and three for an enchantment. It says creatures you control get plus one, plus one. And whenever you tap a land for mana, add one mana to your mana pool of any type that land produced. Oh, how powerful is that? this is super powerful yeah grows all your creatures
0: and it super ramps you yeah could you imagine this with wolf elemental oh man
1: <laughs> yeah and it's in the token colors mm-hmm. yeah this card is pretty crazy
0: um I think it's splashable. Yeah, it's definitely splashable. Yeah, I
1: think it's playable even if you're not tokens. Like, it's just really strong.
0: Yeah. Doubling your mana is, anytime something does that, I mean, it's it's worthy of the mythic rarity. I'll say yeah. that much.
1: And it's like we said, like, in these big multiplayer games, to be able to just suddenly output a bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, before everybody has a chance to deal with it, and you usually need a lot of mana to do that, and Mirari's Wake gives you that mana. So, um it does need other things. Like it, it doesn't do anything by itself. So, yeah. Uh, but I think I'm gonna rate it about as high as you can rate an enchant—a
0: a sort of quote-unquote do nothing enchantment. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it a B plus. Nice. I'm gonna say A minus because uh, if I if I pick this, I'm I'm that's the entire. If this is the first draft and this is the first booster pack, I'm going green white. Yeah. Because there's just so many options uh, with, with tokens and stuff.
1: Well, you could even just go green, blue, and splash the white, or yeah, white, exactly. blue, and splash yeah. the green, yeah.
0: So I, I like this card a lot. Um, the fact that it's in green also makes it a little more easy to splash. Mm-hmm, totally. Uh, Mortify is the next card. It's one black, white, an in instant. Destroy target creature or enchantment. So we talked a, about this before too. Just a nice kill spell.
1: Yeah, and a nice versatile one. You know, yeah. I don't want a card that just says destroy target enchantment, but I do want the option to destroy enchantment with something like this. That if I draw it and there's nothing, no enchantment out there, I yeah. can just use it on a creature. Yeah,
0: I'll yeah. give this a B plus. Yeah. If you're playing those colors, I think it's it's very necessary. It's a good card.
1: I'm with you. B plus. Uh, next is Pernicious Deed. It's uh, a black, a green, and one. It's an enchantment, mythic rare. It says, X, sacrifice pernicious deed. Destroy each artifact, creature, and enchantment with converted mana cost, X or less. Nice. Very, you can uh, blow this off for zero and kill all the tokens.
0: Yep. It's a very selective uh, board yep. wipe.
1: This is, um, it's interesting. If you built your deck around this, you could just, you know, put a bunch of bigger stuff in there and blow everything that's four or below. Right. And with and black and a... green, you have that
0: ability to do mm-hmm. so, definitely.
1: I mean, it's a mythic, so it's going to be hard to get it very often. Yeah, but... true i think it's good it's a good wrath effect you can aim it a little bit so you can build your deck around it a little Mm -hmm. bit which makes it slightly more powerful also though it's you know it's gonna hit you too it's yeah
0: yeah you know for three mana though i mean it's just it's hard not to see where it's not worth it you know it's so cheap you can you can do this in turn five and do it for everything under two or whatever you know and and it's it's a lot of fun i think it's a great edh card above all
1: I, I would say that it's hard to imagine you not being able to craft a situation where it's at least profitable for you. It's yeah, not exactly. gonna be necessarily the type of card where you, you just win the game after you play it, but mm-hmm. you're usually gonna be able to play it in a manner where like I came out ahead on that exchange. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're gonna win you're gonna win more with this card. And uh, especially in like parody too. It, being able to choose what gets wrecked and what doesn't, you know, you can choose like, all right, I don't like all those four drops, I only have a couple of four drops and they have more five drops, so great, do it for four or whatever, right. you know. So I like that a lot. What do you give it? I'll give the um, I'll give the B. I'm gonna go B minus. B minus, yeah. So Vala, Explorer returned. Here's a new card. I like this one a lot. It's one a green and a white for a two four legendary creature elf scout, and she can parlay. You tap her, and each player reveals the top card of his or her library. For each non land card this way, add a green mana to your mana pool, and you gain one life. And everyone draws a card. So this is good to kick with um i'd say that it's, it's a little
1: to... weird to have a card that you use it and then you're not sure how much mana you're gonna get yeah um it's i a mean risk, for it's sure. still good and it can it can probably be really good you know because what if you just happen to get four mana with it mm-hmm. you know that's a lot and you're gonna gain the instant all the life
0: gains good yeah that everybody drawing a card can be cool i mean i think it's a good card it's a good card I, I, it's it is a little risky. I do like it doing that instead of giving plus one plus one counters because I think having more mana is much more valuable, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. especially if you're trying to drop something big. You know, and it, you're in green, you probably are. yeah exactly. This this could be the difference between you putting down that Palaka Worm, you know, in turn true, five, true, just true. because of Savala.
1: Yeah, true. Yeah, and you could just do it. I'm just gonna fire it off, and if I happen to get enough mana, I'll play Palaka Worm. Yeah. if I don't, I'll play Elvis Aberration, and then yeah, I'll exactly play Palaka Worm next turn or whatever. Yeah, yeah I think it's a strong card. Uh, what do you give it? I give it a B minus, maybe I'll a, B. Yeah, I give it a B actually yeah I, i'm just always it's, wary of, of parlay yeah it's one of those cards it's probably not a b if you're only playing with three people but mm-hmm. if you're playing with four or five in your pod then i think that it's a it's a b yeah definitely all right next is sky spirit it's uh blue white and one for a two two flying first strike spirit
0: great finally a spirit that
1: flies and yeah exactly it doesn't have floating yeah it's not it floating doesn't have lurking <laughs> it actually flies um this is just a solid card.
0: Yeah. I think this is a great card all around. Yeah. If you have these colors and you play this card, it's it's awesome. What a great three drop. You You'll know, never
1: cut that card if you're playing those yeah, colors. Yeah, exactly. It's... In fact,
0: all, I even hate drafting it ones because I was like, I don't want anyone else to have this. It's too nice. <laughs>
1: I give it a... I'm going to give it a B minus.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can see B. Maybe eh, even a B. C plus. I'm going C plus. Oh, really? I, yeah. I almost put it at a B. Wow. Just because it's nice to have flying. Yeah. Flying always pops it up a half grade for me immediately. Here is a here is a great card though. All right, wait,
1: I'm going B minus on. I'm I'm re 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 reevaluating. Yeah, B minus. Nice.
0: I'm going to go A plus. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Next up, we got Spiritmonger. Uh, Now this is a beast. Uh, It's a three, a black and a green, so five total for a six six. Sorry, that's great. Five for six six. And whenever Spiritmonger deals damage to a creature, put a plus one plus one counter on Spiritmonger. Whoa. For one black, you can regenerate Spiritmonger, and for one green, it becomes the color of your choice until the end of turn.
1: Wait, what? I don't get that last one but the the regenerate thing's awesome
0: yeah regenerate's awesome i'm guessing uh color of your choice uh i don't know
1: they were like they probably had something else on there and they're like this guy's too powerful <laughs> so right, yeah yeah let's just change that last one to be sort of nothing
0: yeah i mean i'm sure there's some combos that we're not thinking about um some sort of i don't know maybe it's How's like that possible i think of everything i don't know
1: yeah no i don't know. Anyway. It's he's a great. A, he's awesome, even if you took that last thing off.
0: Yeah, you can regenerate him. I was going to think. So you like, can
1: just attack with impunity, and if they don't block, they take six damage, and if they block, he just gets bigger. Yeah. And then anything that would block and kill him, which there's not going to be a lot, mm-hmm. he just regenerates and keeps doing it until he's bigger than them.
0: Yeah, this guy is demanding to be exiled. Yeah, you know, to be pathed or yeah. you know swords or whatever. Um, but otherwise, he's just a fantastic card. He's a B plus. I'm with you. B plus. Yeah. Next is
1: spontaneous combustion. As an additional cost to cast Spontaneous Combustion. Sacrifice a creature. Spontaneous Combustion deals three damage to each creature. Boom. So another wrath effect. And again, it sounds bad to sacrifice a creature, but usually you're just going to sack one that would have died, died to it anyway. anyway. Yep. This yeah. card
0: is amazing as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's,
1: I... a, it's a good card. It's a good wrath effect. It's a lot better than dealing two damage because it's going to get most flyers, mm-hmm. which is what you're in the colors that like two of the colors that don't like flyers at all. Yeah, exactly. So that's and
0: tokens you know, another two colors that don't like tokens. And in general, your creatures are going to have more than four toughness in red, you know, and in black. You've got some bigger guys in there.
1: Yeah, especially black, or you're going to have regen or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, I think this is a... It's it's just like we said about route yeah. and other wrath effects is just it's a hard effect to duplicate. Yeah. You know, it's going to get you out of situations that no other card could get you out of. I mean, there's not another card in the set that you look up and somebody's got 12 squirrel tokens, and, yeah. you know, somebody else has like you know six flyers and you know you've your board's been whittled down to like two little creatures on the ground and you're like uh no what card can i draw off the top that gets me out of this situation and spontaneous combustion can do it
0: yeah i agree it's it's just nice yeah i'd play this in any black green deck i'd say it's a c plus or maybe even a b minus
1: i'm gonna say b minus because just in those colors like the token deck and the flying deck are hard to deal
0: with yeah and those are the things that it you're is gonna... the perfect answer yeah. i'd say to all those next up we got wood sage uh green and the blue for one one it's a creature human druid you can tap him to name a creature card reveal the top four cards of your library and put all of them with that name into your hand put the rest into your graveyard it's just I... weird yeah i couldn't care less about this guy i, I think it's it's too random it's too chancy uh, you can't really fix the top of your deck very well. There's only a few cards that can do that, and it's just too reliant on all that. So I, I would give him a, a C. C? Wow, I'm surprised he's even that high.
1: I'm giving, C-. him a, I'm giving him a D. I don't think he's playable.
0: Yeah, actually, you know what? He isn't playable. I, I pass him immediately, and I don't know who drafts him. So yeah, you know what? I think D. D, is, D is it's card, whoever right? ends up with him at the very yeah, end. Yeah, I, I made a spontaneous judgment, and I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: and the last card... Oh, no, we're going to do the conspiracy Yeah, cards. that's right. And the last multicolored card is Woodvine Elemental. It's a green, a white, and four for a 4-4 Elemental with Trample. He also has Parley. Whenever Woodvine Elemental attacks, each player reveals the top card of his or her library. For each non-land card revealed this way, attacking creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. Then each player draws a card. Like what this, colors he's in. He's in the Green token colors. White. Yeah. Yep. This is he's awesome because he's an overrun effect and he's a repeatable overrun effect. Yeah. Uh, overrun effects are the are things is something we refer to uh when something pumps all your creatures. Yeah. So it's when you're going wide, which means I'm making a lot of threats on the table and I'm going around your blockers. Mm-hmm. When you say you're going over the top, it means I'm making a big creature and I'm going through your blockers. So token decks are always going wide. They want something that pumps all their dudes. This guy can repeatedly pump all your dudes. I mean, it's this, just, he's, he's really good. I'm yeah. always surprised when he's still in the pack at like seven or eight, and I always just grab him regardless of what colors I'm in because, yeah. you know, he's, uh, he's pretty good. I'm going to give him a,
0: for that token deck, man, I'm going to give him a B-minus. B minus, mm-hmm. I dig it. I dig it. Um, because he, I think he is attacking Drake's town, Forgotten. I think. I don't know. Oh, is that what he is? I, I don't know. I, it, I can't tell. I'm looking at the two pictures now. It looks like he is, but at the same time, he could also not be. Uh, but whoever he's attacking, they don't look like they're in good shape. Yeah. They... Um, so I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna give him a B minus too. Uh, just in those colors, I think he's great. Cool. Um,
1: All right, let's talk about the conspiracy cards. These yes. are the cards.
0: they new card type. They were um, they
1: were added in this set. There, the set was named after them. Um. The way the conspiracy cards all work is they begin the game in your command zone, so you don't put them in your deck. Yep. So the normal rules about opportunity cost of a card don't apply to these cards. It definitely spices up the draft a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, There's
0: one in each of the booster packs as well.
1: Yeah, there'll always be at least a conspiracy card or a draft matters card. So they'll either be like a Cogwork Librarian or a Conspiracy card. Um, Those will take the same spot. So uh, uh, a pack of Conspiracy can potentially have up to three rares in it because it can have a Conspiracy or Draft Matters rare, uh, a Foil rare, and then the regular rare that comes in the pack. So that's pretty interesting. Um, Okay, let's talk about these cards. Uh, You want to read the first one?
0: Yeah, Advantageous Proclamation. Um, Start the game with this Conspiracy face-up in the command zone. Your minimum deck size is reduced by five. So you can have a 35-card deck if you want. Right. Uh, I think it's okay. Uh, like you said, you're going to deck yourself if you're not careful. There's chances,
1: at least, that you can deck yeah. yourself. Yeah. I think in a normal one-on-one game, this would be strong because it makes your deck that much more powerful because mm-hmm. you, you just don't have the five worst cards. Yeah. Or the three worst cards in two of your lands or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um in conspiracy yeah you you can get pretty low i've been close to decking myself a couple times you know two or three cards left yeah exactly Um, so
0: i i'd say only use it if you have a very specific strategy and you think you can execute it and kill everyone with 35 cards instead of 40
1: i say this is a d plus
0: yeah i give it a d i'd much rather draft something else in most most packs
1: uh the next one is called backup plan Uh, it starts in your command zone face up Draw an additional hand of seven cards as the game begins. Before taking mulligans, shuffle all but one of your hands into your library. So this card means you draw two seven-card hands, and then you choose one. Yeah. And you shuffle the other one into your library. And then if you still need to mulligan, then you then start you mulligan, Then you mulligan yeah. from there. This card is... I thought it was going to be absolutely crazy bonkers. Um but the thing is, like slow starts in multiplayer don't hurt you as much as slow starts in one-on-one. Like, yeah, In 1v1, if you just have a hand with only two mana and you never draw another land for like the next three turns, you just lose. Yeah. In multiplayer, a lot of times players sort of look at you, they're like, he doesn't have land, he's not a threat, I'll worry about this other guy, and you can of yeah. come back.
0: Yeah, I-, I think this is a strong card. Um, but again, you know, it's not absolutely necessary to draft first. Uh, having the option is nice. Um, but at the same time if you think about it because you're drawing two seven card hands you're not going to see any repeats right it's not like you mulligan another seven card hand right. those two are going to be very different so they could potentially give you two options and maybe you'll see what everyone else is playing and you'll choose based on that but you know otherwise I'm okay taking a mulligan you know I'm not too worried about it
1: yeah I'm going to give this a C plus yeah
0: I'll give, it, I'll give it a C plus too Right, next up is Brago's favorite now this is a hidden agenda and the way that hidden agendas work are start with the game with this conspiracy face down in the command zone and secretly name a card so usually you write this out on the post-it note or something you may turn this conspiracy face up at any time and reveal the chosen name in uh, Brago's favors spells with the chosen name you cast cost one colorless mana less to cast so this card is great because you can pair it up with Screaming Seahawks or Howling Wolves and make them much cheaper for what they do. Or
1: anything. I mean, you yeah. know, even if you only end up with single copies of everything in your deck, at least one
0: thing will cost one less. Yeah, and that can that can change everything. You know, it can make you start off just a little faster, put it out a turn earlier. A lot, a lot of different things can happen. Think of how that changes the evaluation of a
1: card. Like, um, mm-hmm. let's say Apex Hawks, which is a 3-mana 2-2 two, two flyer. What if, what if it's a 2-mana two 2-2 two two flyer? Like, oh. how much better is that
0: card? It's way better. Way better, yeah. Yeah, so... Um. Uh, it works better, obviously, if you have multiples of a card because this yes. affects many cards. But, you know, at the same time, you could, you, you could draft Brago's Favor probably somewhat later in the round and still manage to use it on the card. Um, so... I've it, had double Brago's Favor and made...
1: Uh, and had like three copies of Rousing the Spirits, and so they Rousing the Spirits cost one white to cast. That's amazing. You know, yeah, it's it it's pretty crazy. I like this card a lot. I like yeah. all the conspiracies quite a bit because they're just the opportunity cost is basically free. Yeah,
0: um, and you can if, if you play like five or six or seven. I saw, I, I played the game with uh, uh, someone where they played ten, and wow. they they straight up declared all of them and just went to town. Yeah, and did so much with it. So it's it, broken it was awesome. If you take that many, yeah, exactly.
1: Um, I give this a B minus.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll give it I'll, I'll a C+. Plus.
1: Okay. Uh, next is Double Stroke. It's also Hidden Agenda, so it starts face down, and you name the card and, and uh, reveal it when you wish. And it says, Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell with the chosen name, you may copy it. You may choose new targets for the copy
0: this is awesome this is uh, an awesome one. i think this is my favorite of the conspiracies because you can really get things to go to town mm-hmm. like you can you can double up with swords to shares, and kill two things at the same time you can do two will of the councils and just you know really wipe off a lot of things off the Two board. rouse the
1: spirits Two sell charge get yeah. double the tokens it's yeah. um yeah
0: it's a really strong card i give this one i uh i give this one a b yeah i'll give this a guy a b too Next up, immediate action, another hidden agenda. You name a card, and it's just creature you, you control with the chosen name, have haste. It's okay. Uh, I think it's good if you can put it on like Elvish Aberration and be able to tap it for mana as soon as it comes into play. Mm, I think that's, that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, you know, like we said before, haste isn't the most important thing. If it's getting down to it and it's like three players left and you need haste to like go in and swing for lethal, then sure. But uh, I, I just don't see it being that useful.
1: I think, you know, you're going to have... This one's a lot more um, situational. Like, for one, the first one of these you get is okay, and the second one is not so great because, yeah. you know, you're usually going to use it on a card that you have multiple copies of, and generally your deck's not going to have multiple copies of a lot of different cards. Mm-hmm. Also, I could see taking it if I, if I pulled, like, a Scourge of the Throne
2: yeah,
1: uh, because then I can... Put I can make it so I put him down and attack with him right away. Yeah, and he becomes a six six, and I get an additional turn like right away. So yeah. if you know you have a specific card that haste is really strong with, then this gets a little bit better. In general, yeah, I don't think it's one of the better ones. I give it a C.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give this a C minus just because I, I I don't value haste very much in this set. Um, and and haste in made.
1: general is not as strong in multiplayer. Yeah, because exactly. you're just not as aggressive. Yep. Uh, iterative analysis. Harry Potter. <laughs> A totally mm-hmm. harry potter man what's he doing he's reading a book what where's where's voldemort
0: not there don't say his name oh sorry Bad where note.
1: is he who should not be named um don't say his name
0: yeah don't name him as the hidden agenda either right <laughs> secretly name voldemort with analysis
1: <laughs> that would be awesome actually. yeah right so the card has hidden agenda you name a card Blah 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 whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell with the chosen name you may draw a card okay this is a really good card it's just yeah. basically says tack draw a card onto any instant or sorcery if you have yeah. if you have two or three of an instant or sorcery this can draw you two or three cards in the game that's super powerful yeah
0: double that up with double stroke and now you're drawing four cards yep. you know for every time you play it or whatever it's yep. you know uh, some again the person that played with 10 put it on the convoke uh-huh. or provoke that, that lets you draw, you draw a card. two he, cards he, every he, draw, time you he drew it. four cards with iterative analysis oh my and double God, stroke. that's brutal yeah it was super brutal
1: um. Yeah, that's awesome. I give this a B minus.
0: Yeah, I'll give this a B minus too. All right, Mudzio's Muzio's preparations. Uh, it's a hidden agenda again. You can name a card, and then you flip it up. And each creature you control with the chosen name enters the battlefield with an additional plus one plus one counter on it. This is awesome. Yeah, this is awesome. But note, you can't do this for creature tokens. This Correct. won't work with tokens because they are not technically uh, uh creatures. Yeah, the haste
1: one won't work that way either. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. But you
0: can do this for your screaming Seahawks and for yeah. your um, Apex Hawks and yeah. your
1: Gnarlids and all the rest. Yeah,
0: so if you have a lot of these tiny guys and you can put a bunch of them into play, then awesome. You get they're even buffer. There's uh, a lot have, of raw power with this one. Yeah, if you have Marchesa, then you can guarantee some of your guys will recur immediately. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty sweet.
1: Well, and they enter the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter on it every time. So even when they die and come back, they enter with a plus one, plus one counter. Yeah. So if you have a Marchesa and a well, that's just crazy. If you have a Marchesa and this card, yeah. good night.
0: Those creatures are never going away. This you is
1: this is my favorite one of these. I think um, super powerful. I'm going to give it a B plus. The only thing I draft above this, I think, is um, is uh, bombs. Unless yeah. it was late in the draft and I didn't have multiple copies of a single card, that's right. the only time I might not even then like it's pretty good just even if you just name one creature
0: yeah yeah uh i'm gonna give it a b because if you don't have multiples then you do lose some of the value out of it uh, but it still is a great card i think it's one of the more powerful conspiracies for sure
1: uh the next one is power play it says you are the starting player <laughs> if multiple players would be the starting player one of those players is chosen at random
0: right so if someone else has power yeah. play then... we've never seen that happen yeah.
1: but it could um how powerful is this jimmy
0: i think it's okay uh i think overall the power of going first and ha- being a, on you know a card up uh, because technically if you're playing a multiplayer game everyone draws on their first turn so there's it's not like someone's on the draw you know and, and has mm-hmm. an advantage that way i think it evens out over time so power play i don't think is actually that effective um, yeah
1: I, I haven't found it to be
0: it's not game breaking but yeah
1: anyway. usually by turn four or five you don't even remember who went first i mean that's how yeah. sort of forgettable it is yeah um yeah, I'm going to give it a C. I'm
0: going to give it a C because I, th- I think sometimes maybe you do have a deck that does want to get out first, you know, mm. and, and has, you know, if you have a bunch of dethroned guys and you want to be able to attack before everyone true, else, you know. True. true. Uh, so th- there is use for that. Um, the next uh, conspiracy is Secret Summoning. Uh, when it, it has a hidden agenda as well and whenever a creature with a chosen name that you choose enters the battlefield you may search your library for any number of cards with that name reveal them and put them in your hand and shuffle your library so this is like making a screaming seahawk or a howling wolf out of any creature that you want yeah um, and it's great because i think you can do this and combine it with lots of other fun stuff if you want to immediate action it or Brago's favor and have them all be cheaper, you know there's a lots of fun stuff you can do. It just requires you to be able to draw all of them at the same time. Yeah, I mean draft all of them, you know over over a course of the game. I, I would I,
1: say that that also like something to note is these conspiracies are usually higher picks than the cards they're actually going to be used on. So usually you want to yeah. pick up a couple of these conspiracies early, and then you want to start taking the the same creature over and over again. You know yeah. you want to find one that that nobody's taking and hopefully get like three or four copies of it mm-hmm. and you know if you get enough of these conspiracies like almost any creature will do yeah
0: totally mm-hmm. it, it definitely has a lot of power when it comes to that and you know the art is great it's grenzo summoning all these guys out of the, out <laughs> the dungeon so yeah i like it i'm gonna give this a um i don't know what i wish i give this i'll give this a c plus yeah i think it's good it's not awesome but i'm gonna give it a c plus yeah it's still a high pick
1: yeah um next is secrets of paradise from the name, you're gonna be able to tell what this does. It's hidden agenda. Also, name a card, and it turns all of your cards into birds of paradise. So you can tap them, or sorry, it turns the name card into birds of paradise. Mm-hmm. So what that means is you can tap and add one mana of any color. Yeah. So that it gives that ability to the named creature. Um, <clears throat> I love mana fixing. so yeah. I love, and this is ramp also. Yeah. Um, I love it. Uh, I really ideally want to put this with a like like a lower casting cost creature because I don't want to be using my higher casting cost creatures to tap for mana.
0: Definitely not, yeah. Yeah.
1: But, you know, you can put it on something that's like a 2-drop mm-hmm. that's also a 2-2 two, two, and you can attack with it occasionally, but it also fixes you and ramps you. Like, you yeah. can have bonkers draws where you you have like 7 mana available on turn 4 with this.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I like this a lot because, you, you know, you combine that with Secret Summoning and now you have all three of these little 1-drop or 2-drops skitter of lizards or whatever that can freaking Mm -hmm. tap for any mana and and you've got massive fixing you know so it's kind of that's kind of cool um yeah so i like this a lot i give give it a c plus
1: yep i'm gonna go c plus
0: maybe even a b minus depending on what you're trying to do with your deck i'm gonna
1: draft it like a b because i love mana fixing but in general i think it's a c plus
0: yeah uh next up sentinel dispatch uh you start with this game with the conspiracy face up in the command zone at the beginning of the first upkeep put a one one colorless construct artifact creature token with defender onto the battlefield uh i mean it's fun you get a free defender from the get-go but it doesn't attack it doesn't do much else and it's just a one one chump locker it's gonna save you once
1: yeah it's 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 not worth a high pick for sure i'm gonna give it a c minus because it'll obviously never get cut from your deck right so i dropped it over something that's unlikely to make my deck yeah
0: exactly and just to have a nice free one one the beginning is is better than nothing that's like you get past the last card in the uh, draft pack and it's a color that you're not even playing you'd rather have this card
1: exactly um unexpected potential it's another hidden agenda so you name a card uh and then you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast spells with the chosen name that's this is great this is crazy powerful now remember when you draft this card you don't have to know you don't have to name the card yet you name the card when your deck is built and Mm -hmm. before you play so you can draft this early and then you can just take any card and splash it for free
0: yeah or let's say it's pack two you you've gotten an unexpected potential and you open up your last pack and it's got um you know it's got bassandra in there and yeah. you're not in those colors you're like well great i can use unexpected potential to name this card and just take the best card out of this and know yep. that i can play it no matter yep. what
1: yeah i really like this it allows you to draft like something uh anything you want basically from then on you can draft one thing and play it you know, mm-hmm. not worrying about the color of it. It's very. I think it's super powerful. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give this one an A minus.
0: Yeah, I like that. I, I I'd say you know B plus A minus. It just depends on where you draft it to. You know. Mm-hmm. All right, the last and final card. We've reached it. We've done it. We've gotten all the way to the end. We did it. And it's it's a good card to end on. It's a world knit, uh, which is you start it with it face them in the command zone. As long as every card in your card pool started the game in your library or in the command zone, lands you control have tap. Add one mana of any color to your mana pool. This
1: card is so awesome. It's
0: so awesome. It, but it means you have to play with literally every card you drafted. You have to um, play with
1: every card you drafted, but it doesn't matter. All your mana taps for every color mana. So yeah, exactly. It's I don't know if it's good, but it's awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, and there I think there's one card that allows you to uh, exile cards with it to give it more power or whatever. Cogwork grinder, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that, that'd be fun with World Knit. Because you can um, get rid of all the bad cards, so you don't end up
1: with an eighty-card right. deck. You end up with a you know sixty-card deck or yeah. something. Yeah. I
0: think if you're going to have world Knit, you need to have a lot of other conspiracies like secret summoning and uh, and. Um, you
1: definitely. I think you would want to take every other conspiracy you can just to yeah. thin out your deck, but at the same time, you would want to take good cards high enough. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. here's the thing.
0: You can take literally the best card of, out of every pack. Yeah, you, know, you can have the best creatures out of everything. But yeah. at the end of the day, you're also going to have a lot of crap in your deck. That you have to play, yeah. Other yeah. people are going to have thin their stuff out.
1: I don't know if it's good, but I, every time WorldNet comes along, I'm going to take it and I'm going to do it.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, this is going to be the most unique drafting experience ever yeah. if you do it. So why not? You know, may as well yeah. try it out once or twice. And I've heard, you know, that it's helped a lot. of People just win, win, win. Um, I'll draft it every time, but I'm still going to give it like a C plus.
1: Yeah, uh... C plus. I'm with you. I I will draft it higher than that. But as actual power level, like if you're if you're trying to win, then yeah, C plus. Yeah.
0: and it's slice I like Savala being on the top of a cliff watching everything. <laughs> all these art are are the art is awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, because you can see where all the characters come from and stuff. Whew. So that's it. We're we done. Just spent like we made it. Five hours, six hours speaking about conspiracy. A long time. How do those limited resources?
1: Guys do this all the time.
0: I don't know, Marshall Bryan. Please tell us your secrets. Um, <laughs> we bow down to your ability to. I want to
1: know what kind of um, what kind of liquid refreshment you use during it because right? my throat is dying.
0: Mm. I know what you mean. We've been chugging water and going to the bathroom any ch- any <laughs> chance we get, knowing we have to edit it out later. But you know it, it's. That's can't all right. be, can't be avoided. Yeah, can't be avoided. Um, all right, so
1: um, if you're still listening, thanks for sticking around. Hopefully, uh, this was helpful. Definitely, conspiracy is awesome. Try yeah. it
0: out. It's one of my favorite draft formats. I, I th- I'm i so happy that, that Wizards is doing more uh, multiplayer stuff. I think it opens up the game to a lot more people as well. And overall, I think it's just going to be good for good for Magic.
1: Yeah, and I think playing formats like this and showing your support by, you know, purchasing the product and playing it with your friends uh, uh, really encourages Wizards to continue to develop their product towards the, this user base. You know, the people mm-hmm. that like multiplayer, that like EDH, that like this kind of play experience. You know, historically, it hasn't gotten a ton of attention from the pros scene and from you know the major like magic uh publications and things like that just because you know it's more of a casual format it's more of a kitchen table format but a lot of people play magic this way and you know wizards will keep developing product for us if we are just you know if we show our support for it so yeah Yeah, definitely go out there give it a shot um
0: okay i need a nap Yeah, I need to eat. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's it for this week's episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure you tune in next week for a post-Comic-Con episode with a very special guest from Wizards of the Coast. So awesome. We'll be talking about everything announced by Wizards at Comic-Con, Commander 2014, From the Vault Annihilation, and, of course, the brand-new fall set, Cons of Tarkir. It's a can't-miss episode, so make sure you tune in. All right, on that note, everybody, we'll see you next time. See ya. Thank you.